passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the NWA, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yo. It's Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off-kilter, the professor, the godfather. Host wrestling, the NWA, not O-Geek, yes and huh. The views and expressions, you know the rest, it's hot excellence, get the message. Advocates for Nubian wrestling, you're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in. Nubian kings and queens, we invested in. It's for the culture and we repping it. It's for the culture and we repping it. And welcome to the NWA podcast, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the show all about getting color in the professional wrestling business. What's good, family? We are back and better than ever. So glad to be able to close out the month with a big show, with a, with a couple of big stories uh, that we got to get into. But before we get into what we're going to talk about, we got to let you know who we are. I, of course, am the man with the plan, the truth in the booth. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, the Godfather, Nate Milton. And I am joined by my brothers, the advocates. First of all, as a man that some of y'all love, a fraction of y'all hate, but everybody respects. He is the angry intellectual. He is the mayor <laughs> pro tem. The mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California. Some know him as Moderna Chris. Some know him as Mimosa Chris. But I know him as the professor. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Chris Ely is in the building. What's good, Professor? What is up, man? I'm just getting ready for uh, the um, post-wrestling mm. uh, day in uh, November the 19th. But before that, we've got Election Day, November the 8th. I'm calling it Rovember. Got my shirt from uh, my boys at MidasTouch.com. <laughs> okay. Um, make sure you cop a shirt. Make sure... You support, um, you support, you vote, you vote for the right people this election. If you live in Georgia, vote for Raphael Warnock. Do not, do not, do not vote for Herschel Walker. Hey, hey, leave, leave Walker, Georgia <laughs> Ranger up out of this, dog. Do not vote for that motherfucker. All right. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's, that's the gist of that. And then vote for Stacey Abrams as well if you're a Georgia um, and just make sure you're voting, man. Just make sure you are voting this midterm election. Absolutely. And speaking of 
somebody that we would all vote for if we had a chance. He is the man that brings you all the news that's fit to read here at Post Wrestling. He is the youngest in charge, and he is, most importantly, our nephew. Andrew Thompson is in the building. What's good, nephew? What's good, Nate? Let's go. It's like, no, I'm playing. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Happy My Halloween. Box of Halloween. <laughs> and, and Andrew Sweet Pete Thompson out here on these streets. Sweet Pete. It's, it's good to see y'all, brothers, man. It's always good to talk to y'all. Always good to see your faces. I'm very excited about the conversation. But uh, but Nate and Chris, I, 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 my, my sources told me, man, yeah. that we that we, we're not going to be doing this podcast alone. That's what I heard. Oh, no. I, don't, I don't know oh. if it's true. I don't right, know if it's true. Right. That's what I heard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Third party sources. Might so have heard it third party sources from, from, from the Andrew Thompson camp have reported. But from the Andrew Thompson camp may have reported this information. I, I might have heard it from John. Might have heard it from Wade. Right, might have right. heard it from Brandon from New Jersey. Might have heard it from Braden, Davey, John Cena. <laughs> might have heard it from Chris. Chris probably told me he ain't tell you, Nate. I don't, I don't know what's going on. You never know with Chris. But, but your sources <laughs> are correct, Andrew, because we do have a, a fourth man on the show this month. He is... He's not so much a guest, ladies and gentlemen, as he is a part of the family. He's an honorary advocate. Y'all know him, uh, you know, post-wrestling family. Y'all know this man from so many great appearances on MCU Later, and now he is back again with the advocates. Y'all give it up. From the torch, Rich fan. Rich, what's good, brother? Not much once I get my technology working. It is a pleasure to be on here. I'm happy to be back with you guys. and. If there's anyone I would rush home from a hockey game for my son, it would be the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, my man Nate, the professor, and of course the youngest in charge. Who, of, who, I, I, the appreciations for you, Andrew. I don't know. I, I, I appreciate the love and the pre-show green room, but you do so much that I feel like I'm tired reading what you did. Oh, I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's love, Rich. That's love. I appreciate you, man. Much love for real. Yo, it's it's all appreciate. So, Andrew, I appreciate Rich for three reasons. Number one, just because, you know, we love the brother. He's always informative and entertaining anytime he comes on. That's reason number one. Reason number two is because Rich made time for us tonight out of his busy schedule, and we appreciate his time. But reason number three, and Chris, you know where I'm going with this. I'm very appreciative, Rich, that this month on, on the podcast, you ain't got no naked people running behind. <laughs> nope. We ain't trying to get in trouble with the FCC, brother. <laughs> yeah, we ain't bringing down the post. Like the last thing I needed was for Way or for John to be like, "Listen, we appreciate the guest host. We wish you the best in your future endeavors and uh, be on your way, sir." Yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah. So, so we 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 PG at least uh, visually. We we PG this week. Uh, but Andrew, we got some stories that might not be rated PG. Uh, so uh, uh, yes. can you uh, kick things off this week, brother, and let us know what our top story? for the month of October is. So this is a loaded one, Nate. Of course, uh, we've been talking about this for the past month uh, from when we recorded the first uh, episode, not the first episode, but the first uh, conversation we had about this situation last month in September about the CM Punk elite situation. There have been uh, quite a few updates, to, to say the least, my brother. So since we last talked, uh, we're we going to sort of break this down like piece by piece and, and, and before we even get into the CM Punk, like the, that, mm. that's a whole thing on its own. I feel like we should focus on the other portion of it, which is the elite. Um, but let's, since the last time we talked, uh, it had been reported by Dave Melsa of FOW Online that you know, the producer A Steel 
Uh, he got he is no longer under contract to AEW. For those who uh, may not be up to speed, A still is the one who decided to turn into Count Dracula and bite Kenny Omega. That was <laughs> that that's what he did. Uh, he is also the individual that reportedly threw a chair uh, at Nick Jackson. Um, as far as the elite goes, Kenny Omega, Nick, and Matt, they are uh, seemingly back in the mix of AEW. Um, they, uh, a vignette aired this past Wednesday on Dynamite, which, you know, se- seemingly but all hinted that they're going to be back with the company soon. It, it was like this vignette of, like, their biggest moments in the company and them vanishing from those moments. And, you know, the the, the premise of the vignette, for, to, from, from what I took from it, was what would AEW be without the elite? And it even showed in the graphic, like, if you take the way like you say the way the elite out of AEW is no longer AEW type mm. thing. And um, mm. they, they went, they went Nate's uh, neck of the woods out there in Norfolk, Virginia. And yep. um, it, it was reported by PW Insider that the elite were actually backstage. All three of them were present. And, you know, and, uh, like from, from just the reporters and like everybody was happy to see them and everything was all smooth. And, you know, the elite are uh, definitely back in AEW and it's just a matter of when uh, they're, they're going to be back. Um, you know, before we, yeah, before we get into anything, CM Punk, like, Let's, let's sort of touch on those those first two points, brother Nate. Uh, a still is gone. He, he is no longer the contract to AEW, yeah. and also the elite are back. So just, just to get your take on first the A still thing, then the elite. If, if you were running a professional wrestling company and you got word that one of your producers reportedly bit another wrestler <laughs> during a fight, and and then at that, this this is a like and and, and no slouch on any producer because producers are, are very much a key piece to the on-screen yeah. product that gets presented in ring. But when you got the dudes, the three dudes who you started this company with, and then you yeah. got another dude who came in the last year and has done your biggest business, and then you got another guy who is <laughs> friends with one of those individuals, but he has bit one of your wrestlers and threw, reportedly threw a chair at him. Mm. I, I'm, I'm assuming that most of us in this in, in this, uh, this stream right now will probably be like, okay, if we had to choose anybody that got to go, he got to right. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, easily A Steel is the most expendable person in in that mix. Uh, and it's it's like we're talking about a wrestling company here, Andrew, but we can even break it down simpler than that. You know, this is office politics, right? And everybody, regardless of where your place of employment is, you've had to deal with this, right? And so whenever there are disputes, whenever there are confrontations, justice or punishment is not meted out equally, right? It's about your value to the company. It's about relationships that you have within the company. And it's about like, what did you do? And so on all three of those counts, a steel comes up short because like, first of all, like, like you're doing good work as a producer, I guess. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not backstage, but how valuable are you really in that, in that aspect Uh, in terms of your relationship? Like how strong is your relationship to the people that matter, meaning Tony and the EVPs. And then thirdly, you just can't be out here on these streets just biting people and then throwing <laughs> This ain't the Soul Award, A Steel. You just can't be throwing chairs like it's 98, man. Uh, and so, like, it, it, that's an easy call for a company to make. It's like, yeah, you got to go. Uh, in terms right. of, you know, the elite being back, and Chris and Rich can speak to this as well, uh, I, I think we all figured that was a no-brainer. You know, it, it – even in the stories that we heard, you know, and there were conflicting stories that were put out. Mm-hmm. The elite seem to be the ones, you know, and I'm not somebody that's, you know, out here to cape up for Kenny or, or, or the Bucks, but it's like right. they were the ones in harm's way, right? They were the ones that I feel like, you know, were done the most dirty in, in all of the confrontation. And so, uh, plus, like I said, their value to the mm-hmm. company, you know, they, like you said, they put out that vignette and I did, you know, kind of feel like they threw a little shade at Cody, man. Cause you know, 
You know we love Devontae. You know we love Devontae around here, Rich fans. So don't, don't try to rewrite history and erase that man's contribution. Uh, but we knew they weren't going anywhere. Yeah, that was Devontae erasure, and I won't stand for you. Know I won't. <laughs> Talk to. They me. lucky this wasn't. This, you you lucky this wasn't MLK weekend. Because let me tell you, the people would have been in the streets. Uh, well, what's your yeah. take on all this, Rich? In terms of A Steel being dismissed and uh, you know the EVPs coming back? I mean, honestly, it's a got to go situation. If you bite somebody, we talked about that right off the bat. Right. Second thing I think is a big issue. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to it is like the way the reporting's going now in terms of stuff that we hadn't heard in a month in several months and stuff that people were kind of like added in. Like you said, you know, they come in and they're welcome with a rocket, like like they just came back from Nam and they're John Rambo and they got all the prisoners back, and it's just like, Yeah, the elites back. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if it was like that. Like these are laid back people for the most part. It's not like somebody started a slow clap and then everybody's clapping when they come out. <laughs> like that's how I feel like the reporting's going. Like they vanquished the evil, like the generation X guy. <laughs> yeah, like they got rid of the iconoclast. It's like you did it. Like this is the end of legend or something. Like Nah, I, I, I feel like that stuff kind of like, yeah, right. you got the banner falling down and then they super <laughs> kick through it. But again, <laughs> all this stuff fits right into them because now you have it where, like you said, the, the, the Devontae erasure aside, they're treating it. I, I said when I was over at the torch, it was like and uh, they took Back to the Future and just made it a modern version where like you got the sister and the brother disappearing during Earth Angel it's like, okay, so you're going to play Johnny B. Good now and the leader going to come back? Like, what? I'm very confused by this. Like, the people who need to be fired got fired. Out of all the reporting, the only question I've had is, if you mentioned from a work standpoint, if the one person that wasn't down for dirt just stood there the whole time, you might want to interview that person. And for that, I mean uh, Ace Steele's wife. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yes, great. There ain't no naked people walking around this time. I'm not in Chicago. I'm not trying to get. We we covered this. I am already on probation. Y'all trying to get me fired on a Saturday night. I say, brother Chris, brother Chris, what's your, what's your take on all this? I know, I know, we dove into it uh, last month, but like we have a lot more details now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of feel the same way. Um, I don't. Um. Like I said last month, like I said in WrestleNomics um, this month, um, I do not feel that the Young Bucks uh, and Omega are are 100% in the right. I think that there is blame to be shared here. I think CM Punk is the second most wrong person in this situation because <laughs> that press conference was was just – was mm. was atrocious. It could, it, could it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided. Yeah, yeah. but I, I do blame Tony Khan the most because to- this was something that we all saw coming. I've been writing about toxic pos- positivity ever since I um, joined WrestleNomics, and um, for the last, I think every month on this show we talked about issues in AEW that you could kind of see if you're looking at it with your third eye, you can kind of <laughs> see the, the what's going on over there, you know, and, and, and this story has gotten to the point where um, this is, this is kind of embarrassing. It, this stuff really does in certain ways make me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan or that I even cover this bullshit because it's like, what, what the hell is going on with you people? But, 
I am glad the Young Bucks and Omega are back because I do think this is a learnable moment. This is a teachable moment that you don't go to some angry dude's locker room for <laughs> Meg, for Meg High, for everybody involved. I, I, there, you, I, and people have gotten on me at twi- on Twitter for my take. You're never going to convince me that after that dude cut that angry ass promo with the that, muffins, with the muffins and all that shit, <laughs> that the that the that the best course of action was going to his locker room right after that. To in me that to me that is a rookie business mistake. You're never going to convince me that 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 that's anything other than a mistake, unless unless you can. If you and if you fill and go get on the chat, super chats, whatever, and tell me why I'm wrong. But I do not think that that was a right thing for them to do. I don't think that Punk was right for doing the press conference either. I think that there was a better way to handle this, and um, we'll get. Like uh, Andrew said, we'll get to the other layers of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got yeah. opinions on on Jericho and all those other people. Oh, I yeah. do have strong opinions on everybody mm. involved in this shit. So let's, you know, let's, 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 let's hey, just move. Yeah, real quick, Andrew, before you we get to the next part, I do uh, want to let everybody watching know that, as Chris mentioned, you know, uh, the easiest way, the quickest way, the most expedient way, the most expeditious way, Rich Fan. To get your voice heard on the show this this month is to hit that super chat button, smash that super chat button, and let your voice be heard. And we will be monitoring uh, the chat all night. But uh, Andrew, uh, continue to lead us down uh, deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole of what's going on with AEW. Yeah, just to add on to what Chris said, like just to bring up a conversation we had last month about Tony Khan. Like I also think it's a thing of like. D- different people and how like they they handle different situations like we sort of talked about this last time like tony khan may not be like the confrontational individual or maybe not the right. one to be like hey like like i i can't imagine tony khan like snatching a microphone or cutting cm punk off in the middle of that like i, I just I, right. I can't see him as that dude and, and there's some people that are that person that that will do yeah. that that will snatch the microphone out of his hand and be like bro chill out like you need to yeah. go somewhere or you need to go to the back and sort whatever you got to sort out and then handle that. How you going to handle that? And may, and may, we, I, I know all of us said this collectively last time, Tony yeah. Khan is just not that. And that's not, that's not like a negative thing. Like some people just right. not confrontational and that's okay. And, and like but, with the elite, are you good, Chris? No, um, you got finish, finish your thought, yeah. uh, no, Andrew. Sorry I, about that. I, no, I was, I was about to say like with the elite coming back, I, I, I'm I'm curious as to like I I don't think it's gonna be a negative reaction at all. I think they're gonna probably get a big ass pop when they come back. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm yeah. just curious to like what that first promo like live in front of the crowd is gonna be like, and it in if they'll make like um you know like little small references or little hints and stuff like that or like just just just, just little like you know funny little stuff that they that they might you know do they will or, like yeah right. like, I'm I'm more so curious about like what's that first reaction uh, like with, with in front of the crowd is going to be like i'm i'm like 100 yeah. percent positive they're going to get like a big <clears throat> reaction like i'm not i, I don't think it's going to be negative and in, in any way but i'm just curious as like what that's going to be like for them you know of course with this whole situation just looming over like you can't just like th- th- this right. thing is like happening like you know it's not like some inside right. thing like we yeah. all know about this stuff so i, I think that's yeah. gonna be one of the more interesting things uh you know as the elite you know eventually make their way back onto tv Right. And and my thing with Tony Khan 
is the press conference. We we talked about this ad nauseum, guys, yeah. uh, last month. We, I, I don't know if I was Tony Khan, I don't know what I would have done in the middle of that press conference. I don't blame Tony Khan for that yeah, yeah. at all. I blame him for the first time that CM Punk had that reaction to the Hangman promo. Oh yeah, um, you talking about you talking about live TV? Yeah, the on yeah, live yeah, TV where he yeah. had that reaction and he and he called when he called him, him out. out. Yep. Mm-hmm. it should have that should have been handled then. Right. That, that because you saw, you saw it bubbling and you saw the potential for it escalating to this point. Um, and this is something. And if TK didn't see the potential for it, then he needs to really do a deep cleaning of what's going on in his company because I saw that shit coming. I wrote an article about <laughs> about the toxic positive positivity in that place. So this is this is why um I look at TK in this situation and be like, okay, you gotta be better. I don't the young bucks they're they're new to management, so mm-hmm. I don't blame them. I don't blame uh Kenny Omega that much, but I do think that from here on out, and somebody in the in uh, the comments said um, something about didn't CM Punk tell them to come see me or something like that. And like I said last month, just because they tell you <laughs> the <any> person <laughs> tells you to come and see them does not mean that right. That's it's not a contract. You're not obligated to go see. <laughs> yeah, them. yeah. That there. That's that is like that. If it's the streets. If it's South Central LA, if it's Newport <laughs> News, Virginia, if it's if it's somewhere where where it gets pretty violent and real, then yeah, go ahead and see the person. But we're talking about a business setting and a <laughs> business about the job. Yeah, we're talking about the job. You don't you don't you wait for cooler heads to prevail and then you talk to the guy. You don't do that right in the middle of something like that. And I think that's because that there is a potential for that still happening in AEW, mm-hmm. and I hope if it does happen again, it happened with uh, Andrade and Sammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. th- like th- th- this, like that's the thing, and, and, and I said this in the article that I wrote. I said, <laughs> and, and what if if you remove CM Punk, do these beefs just magically disappear <laughs> and go away? And they don't. They they they're they're gonna keep happening until. TK has a deep dive into the psychology of people who work in that organization because this shit ain't gonna stop. Mm. It, it's it's not. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, Chris, and, hold on, hold on, Andrew, because Chris just said two magical words, and if you say deep dive three times, rich fan will appear on your TV screen. Rich, real quick before we get to Andrew's point, what do you think about what Chris is saying in terms of? Is this a deeper issue than just a CM Punk thing? Is this something that might be a foundational structural uh, problem? And I don't want to overblow <laughs> it, but is there something that Tony Khan might need to look inward on? To Chris's point, I'd go a step before the Punk situation. He should have nipped it in the bud when the Cowboy went off script. Because yeah. that that's the guy taking a shot at a guy that brought you a million-dollar gate. You need mm. to be like, ah you need to chill. <laughs> right, right. And I see a lot of folks in the comments saying that's really Tony isn't the person that's going to be like ah, ah, in the middle of a in the middle of an yeah. interview in the middle of a scrum. Cuz I want folks to think about the setting that they were in because I was there for Forbidden Door and during the Forbidden Door scrum 
You had a similar situation, but it was, a, was with a wrestler that people haven't talked about. And that was with Switchblade Jay White. Mm. Everybody else came in for the for the scrum and they were ready to talk. Right. Jay White came in in character. So he's mm. cussing everybody out. He's yelling at people who are in the front row, myself included, to help him pick up the belt. He's cussing <laughs> Tony out for not having his belt displayed properly. And then he's going into his let's answer questions like this is the Japanese media and they're going to play along. Mm. If mm-hmm. Tony Tony already had that on tape of like people checking him in public. And just like Sammy, you can only have so many times you get checked in public on tape before you got to react. <sighs> and by the end of that, you saw Tony react when people were asking questions. Right. And he's like, I'm sick of it. I got more money than the freaking <laughs> NWA got nothing on me. He basically turned it to the end of training day. He was yeah. like, yeah, I, 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 he was just like getting on the table. He was like, is this how it's going to be? If I live here, you just pay rent. Yeah, <laughs> right. he, he was traveling his inner Alonzo Harris. Yeah. Yes. And so that led to all of you, you reporters, know, rich fan, you're going to be making sneakers, playing basketball at Pelican Bay when Tony Khan gets through with you. Listen, he turned into, uh, uh, I, I'm not the biggest fan of his politics, but he turned into the doctor from any given Sunday. He's like, I remember when you were just an intern buying me some scripts. Now all of a sudden you're going to try to get me out my job. Oh, J- uh, James Woods, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when he was getting mad at his backup doctor, when he's like, right, we can't yeah. write that script for Shark. We can't do that. And so that, that's what Tony ran into. And then you add in, and I've said this on the uh, tort side of things, and I wrote an article similar to how the, the professor did on the issue of all of the stuff that Punk did would have got him maybe talked to, maybe would have gotten him a little slap on the wrist. The thing that got him to the point where everybody was like, you got to get out. And there was like, kill the beast. And they're chasing him with pitchforks. Is once he said, I'm trying to run a business. Yeah. And he said, I'm surrounded by children. Like right, you over right. there talking to a dude who's a legit scion of a billionaire. And you're like, yeah. I'm trying to run a business. And I've said yeah. this. I wrote it. I told it to Wade. I've said it to anybody that'll listen. Yeah, he never would have said that in front of Vincent Kennedy McMahon because he knew he would have been chopped in the throat. Yeah, Brandon Thurston uh, talked about that uh, last a couple of weeks ago on uh, WrestleNomics. He mentioned it. Now I'm trying to run a business here. Like, no, you're the fuck Nazi. Okay? <laughs> you, you are an employee of the company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you you can't be. And this, and that, and I think this is CM Punk's problem in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think CM Punk really thought he was just going to do that press conference and nothing was going to happen to him. I think he thought he was going to talk shit about everybody he wanted to mm-hmm. talk shit about. Check Tony Khan because he does bring in a lot of money, and he he had a. Um, and I don't want to do this to CM Punk, but I kind of have to. He had a Kanye West moment. He had a, mm. he had a Kanye West moment. He, mm. Kanye West, a week or two ago, said that he could say anti-Semitic shit from Adidas, and they they can't get rid of him. Um, Lo and behold. Yeah, his, his N-word card got checked. <laughs> Forget uh, Adidas. You can't even get in the sketches now, my guy. Right, yeah, yeah. You can't get the sketchers. Balenciaga ain't fucking with you. School got canceled. Yeah, school ain't, ain't in Dang. session no more. Um, so, I mean, CM Punk, 
um, this was just a, that press conference was a, was a bad step in judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really do wish that he wouldn't have done that. But it, I mean, to, to be fair, though, and I'll let you finish, Chris, uh, to be yeah. fair to Punk, though, and I'm not excusing his actions. I'm just putting yeah, it none of us in are. a history. Yeah, I'm just putting it in a historical context. In the history of this business, the biggest star in the company usually can get away with stuff like that, right? Right. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, you know, we 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 didn't talk about Terry on this program, Rich. Right. Some of the stuff mm-hmm. Terry did, some of the bad dudes in this business. And this is the most second chancingest business in the world if yeah. you're a star, and particularly if you're a white male star. And right. so from that mentality, like again, I'm not saying it's right, Chris, but I can see where he's like, What what are you gonna do to me? I'm CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're some kid with some money. I'm trying to run a business. You know, let me do my thing, kid. But but yeah. what's, what's, cra- what's crazy to me is like when you look back at just a year ago and where he was versus mm-hmm. where he is right now, CM Punk came back and got one of the biggest return yeah. moments that I've ever seen. Yeah. Came back, was heralded, beloved. This company was ready. Not, not even ready. They were ready to crown this man. And then, like, you look at hey, they they yeah. did like he won the AEW yeah. World Title, had his big moment at Double or Nothing, had to he the made forward. Rampage relevant for like three but, months. But yeah. had, but had, to, had a banger of matches with Daniel Garcia and Powerhouse mm-hmm. Hall. He put old power. Let me say that he put old Powerhouse Hall's big with that uh yeah. that, that promo yeah. when he when he when he said I didn't beat Hall. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like that. I like that. But 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 yeah. just, bro, just, just fast forwarding to where we are right now, it's crazy how much has changed in one year. Like it is crazy, like how things went, like just just from that one promo that Chris mentioned, the Hangman promo, and how things just went downhill from there. And, and you want to know what? Yeah. To be honest with you, bro, like I I don't think we'll ever know officially Love. until <laughs> no, no 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 until until unless Punk speaks about it. But I'm talking about I'm talking about this specific thing, bro. Yeah. I, I think that him having that Hangman promo, and on top of that, him getting injured right before fin- Forbidden Door. I, I feel like that messed with him a little bit, cause like, right. of course, like he, like this dude just won the world title. I'm talking about just won the world title. Your first night back, you get injured, and what I, what, I don't know, I don't know if it was if it's been officially officially confirmed that that that's how he got injured. But he, when he jumped the guardrail, and it looked like he hurt his foot when he came out, like I, I it, it didn't, it didn't know going into that knowing that the idea was for you to share the ring with Hiroshi Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like I'm I'm pretty sure that that sort of weighed on him, even though he came back like several months. Later. But like I'm, it's just crazy to like think back to just one year ago how he was being curled as AEW's like just that's that's their new guy. And mm. now fast forward a years later, we don't even know if he's he's definitely going to be back in the company again. So hey, I saw uh, what Walker AC Walker, said. Walker, yes, yeah, looking at this. slowly turning into hey, Herb Abrams U- UWF. Damn, not the but, UWF. Yeah, are yeah. oh, you good, Chris? No, I'm just I'm going to defend CM Punk a lot more than the rest of the wrestling media has been defending him this week mm-hmm. on this because because you too much like Philip Brooks yeah. or somebody that gets angry uh, over breakfast and talk shit about your boss. Right. You, when I get well, no, when I, if I was if I was eating all those muffins and shit and donuts and whatever the <laughs> fuck hey, CM Punk, hey, bro. Was, I would have been shutting the fuck up and enjoying him that breakfast. That's hey, me. Hey, bro. Hey, did y'all see NXT's uh, Idris and All Fame and Leak Blade? They did a spoof and yep, all out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Hey, bro, they they funny as hell. But 
speaking of CL Punk, how, how about we get into the CL Punk portion of this? Uh, Let's this go, story. Andrew. Right. Hey, hey, you want to know what? I, I think we should let our guest, Rich Fang, get, get his first crack at uh, first crack at this, and then we can follow up with Chris, and then brother Nate, right. and you can finish it all. Uh, so look, d- details came out for Fight for Select that Chris Jericho, of course, Chris Jericho, the, the, the same man who, uh, re- who who we assume relayed this information about that that situation he had with MVP. Those years ago, I don't know if y'all yeah. remember that, but but details came out of Fight for Select that Chris Jericho approached CM Punk after the situation at All Out, clearly unhappy about where that, where that occurred, and he told CM Punk to his face that he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company. Uh, it is not known exactly what Punk said to Jericho, like the exact wording, but the sentiment was something along the lines that it was not Jericho's business and he needed to get out of there. Um, a talent in AEW related to the Wrestling Reserve newsletter that Punk uh, won't that they they feel Punk won't be back and his value on screen is not worth the hassle that he is backstage. Rich fan, take it away. Oh, all right. So this screams like you just said, Andrew. What happened with MVP? Like you already had this fight. <laughs> you already got all this stuff going on, and y'all can see me. So I'm gonna back up again. So you got him running. Hey, don't come back. <laughs> that's basically what he did <laughs> Chris Jericho man Jesus that's him that's it listen between that and then remember he did the he was the first guy to uh, oh I'm sorry allegedly sources close to him were the there first people yeah. to leak the team <laughs> meetings where he was like this is my club like this is what I do kiss this badge like he is right. that dude who's just like try hard McGee right now Right. And he, he's like, I run it. You know who <laughs> haven't said nothing? The other two members of that triumvirate. Moxley, uh, Danielson. Moxley yeah. and Danielson. Yeah. They, those guys just lead. And they don't need to say, like, listen, guy, this is my house. I do this. Right. Like, he's right. like, I am the captain now. And everyone's like, he ain't said nothing to you, man. Like, this is a cruise line. Right, like, man, well, what are we doing? Well, I'm so glad Rich Fans is saying all this because now I don't feel like I'll be the outsider <laughs> when I say the shit that I got to say. Because, Well, listen, Chris, yeah. but before you start, like, because we we, we got to talk about the elephant in the room because my man stay bringing people on his show that may mm. or may not be able to know where they were on the night of mm. January 6th and, mm-hmm. and including people married to him. Right. And, yeah. and so, in his own family. So, so this ain't the first time my man's, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say is closely involved with attempts to overthrow situations. Right. So, so I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> That's called the Irvine Combine. It's like you got to run five yards. You got to get somebody fired, run another five yards, throw a brick through a window, run five yards. <laughs> Scream freedom, and then that's yeah. that's the combine. Damn, yeah, hashtag yeah. Irvine combine. Take it, Chris. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I I read an excellent <laughs> article article from Rich Fans uh, head honcho uh, Wade Keller. He just it was a great article. This is one of the my favorite articles Wade Keller ever wrote. Um, if you um, are not subscribed, get your subscription to um, to. Uh, the PW Torch because that was an excellent article. So shout out to Wade Keller. Shout out to um, as far as Chris Jericho goes, um, and I, I'm, this is secondhand information that was reported, so I want to be very careful. R- r- reported. About, 
Yeah. Not the reporting, but I'm talking about from the person it came from. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to uh, <laughs> ass- assign anything to Chris Jericho that he doesn't deserve to yeah, yeah, be assigned yeah, yeah, yeah. to him. Yeah. But Sam Punk is more ver- valuable than you, Jericho. Shit. Like you're like if 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 all you can contribute to this shit is CM Punk, uh, you're a cancer to the locker room. Then you know, fuck that guy, man. Um, because I like like to me, it's like that sentiments like that are not mm-hmm. making things better, in my yeah. opinion. It's like and I and I was listening to all the wrestling media this last week, and there were a lot of people that were praising Jericho for that shit. I think I thought that was a MAGA move. From a MAGA guy, MAGA <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that was a MAGA, and and I, and I under I, I say this as somebody that understands that Jericho is very friendly with people from this network, so I I, I take that into consideration. Yeah, don't uh, get fired, but, Chris. But, but I don't think I'm going to get fired for this. Um, that's what that's but, what Philip Brooks thought too. Well. You telling me the Canadian block gonna shut you down, Chris? Is that what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How how is him calling this guy a cancer to the locker room mm-hmm. helping anything out? You know what I'm saying? It's all you are doing is pouring gasoline to a fire. Um, CM Punk is is. I don't think he was right in that press conference. I'll say that a million times. I, I am never going to praise somebody going on a rant like that in front of their boss and then just banging on people like that. I think he owes an apology to – he doesn't owe an apology to the people that he's angry at, but I do think he owes an apology to that locker room. I think that's just the fair thing for CM Punk to do. If he can't do that, then he probably deserves to, to be let go. But – as far as like CM Punk, as far as Chris Jericho and you know calling the guy a cancer to the locker room and you know shit like that, to me it's 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 just um, an asshole thing to do. Um, yeah. And um, I'll let you guys talk now, but but when like because it'll it'll pour out of me through the through the course of this conversation. So. Like, like I, so, I just wanted to add like okay, so. Just, just to touch on like the surface of the whole situation, like so if CM like if his if he really is as described, I'm talking about like as far as like you know them saying that his him being in the company and what he can add from a mm-hmm. value slash attraction wise is not worth you know j- just the 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 black cloud that he cast backstage. Like if if it's genuinely that bad, then. Right. Okay, then yeah, he need to go. Like you don't need to, yeah. to be there. Like if um, like if the shit is like literally that bad to where they saying like the the phrase is black cloud over the locker room and black cloud mm-hmm. over the company and like he's just like yeah. not worth it at all. Then yeah, it, it, it's time. But also with, with Jericho doing that, I, I do agree with Chris's point to an extent that it, it's not helping nothing. Like you're, you're not moving shit along. The only only thing you moving along is CM Punk on the outs. Like that—that's the only thing that's being moved along. But right. at the same time, like, and and I, I clown Jericho for a, a lot of stuff. Like I'm talking about, like just tri- not not most of the stuff, not even wrestling. No, mm-hmm. n- none of it mostly. It's more for for that that dumbass shit that yeah. he does outside the ring and the you know the, mm-hmm. the you know, yeah, he's like, a valuable guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, valuable dude. And you know, it's 
know, being at the rally and, you know, that all lives matter stuff that he was doing, you know, in 2020 that I would never forget because he was showing mm-hmm. his ass like it went nothing. But you know what? We're going to put that to the side. Well, I'm going to put it on the back burner for a little bit. Right, for right. <laughs> for a little bit. But but like what, the thing is, like to back, going back to what Chris said, like it doesn't move anything forward. The only thing it does move forward is pushing CM Punk on the outs, which though assumingly he was already was on the outs coming out of that press conference because uh, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that a lot of people thought he was in the wrong. And, and, and I mean, sometimes like you got you got to just call people when they shit. And you got to you got to step to him, and he you know he reportedly stepped to him, and you know told him that to his face. And you know from what was reported, it didn't seem like CM Punk had much pushback in turn uh, outside of you know that he said that it wasn't Lee Jericho's business and he needed to roll out. So I mean, I mean, so I mean again, again, just to repeat, like I don't I don't really know like what else. To, to, to possibly say, but like if this if he was legit that bad, like and it, mm-hmm. it got that bad to the point where he was like becoming intolerable, then I mean, yeah, bro, you gotta you gotta go. And I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they, yeah. they, and I mean, they, they're doing fine. You know what I'm saying? They're doing fine without him. But I, I'm I'm pretty sure from a promoter perspective, when you boil it down to would you ha- would you rather have or not have CM Punk? Mm. You would mm-hmm. rather have CM Punk, yes. like come, like let, let, yeah. let's let's be completely real, yeah. And, and you know, like, especially have- Andrew, like in a in a right. climate where let's not forget who the parent company of the network that they're on is, right? Yeah. And what they're going through right now with Warner Brother Discovery, right? It's it's uncertain times for their uh, network partner, and so it's like you would want to be able to have the biggest and brightest stars available to you on your program. In terms of what Jericho did, Andrew, I put it to you like this: bringing it back to anybody's office. Mm. Like, let's say, let's 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 say we got Jerry over here, right? Jerry always show up late. Jerry mm. always leave early. You know, Jerry, Jerry is just not a great worker. And eventually, Jerry pisses the wrong people off, right? And so, right. one person starts talking about Jerry, then two people, and after a while, Rich fan, the whole office is turned against Jerry. And then you mm. got Larry. I don't know why I went with the rhyme there. It just happened, folks. Uh, you got Larry Talk, in accounting. Talking about CM Punk dog. Why are you talking about CM yeah. Punk dog, man? Yeah, Larry, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I was thinking about the dog, but but you got Larry in accounting who's like, oh yeah. By the way, Jerry, Jerry parked in my parking spot last week. Let's get rid of him, guys, because yeah, I'm leading from it, the back. And then it keeps it, it keeps spilling out. It keeps right. Going. It, it, yeah. it, it like Chris says, he's just adding fuel fuel to the fire. And to Rich's point earlier. Yes, you know, you can't take anything away from what Chris Jericho has meant to this business and what yeah, he probably yeah, means yeah. To, to this company, but it does feel a bit like he's leading from the back. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. also kind of bit the he he he's very much ingrained himself. And I want you guys to kind of talk about this because I'd love your opinion on it. He seems to me to re- have realized very quickly, and that's 20 plus years in the business. I get that, that Punk had Khan's ear in a way he did. And so now removing him, right, he's right. back to yeah. kind of being the top dog. Yeah. Talk to and he's him. also yeah. realized that Tony, we just said it from the very beginning of this conversation yeah. this week or this month. Tony isn't the type of owner type of boss that's going to break on you. He's not. Yeah. That's not right. what he is. He's he's a lover. He's a he's a like lead from the front, build job. But yeah. Kumbaya. He, needs, he needs an undertaker. That's his undertaker now. Jericho has placed himself as that guy in the locker room that's going to bite your tail off he, yes. because he now thinks he's got the green light from the boss. And now with this new contract and this new side job, he does. Yeah, real quick. Uh, yeah, because I was just going to say real quick, Andrew, like Rich and Rich knows this from coaching, right? Like if you're a player's coach, if you're the nice coach, that's cool. You can win that way. But 
at some point on your staff, you're going to need that foot in the ass coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like there needs to be a bit of a balance, the carrot and the stick. And yeah, like the way that you kind of frame that, like Jer- Jericho, yeah. Jericho knows what he's doing, man. Bro, the, exactly. the, the, the way the way Rich worded that brings like a whole different type of conversation into yeah. it. Yeah. Like now he he clearly like just piggybacking off what Rich said, he clearly has worked like gotten himself into a position of yeah. if, if, not, if not more power than he already and I I, I want to make sure I use the, the right word because I don't want to say power like he's fucking running yeah. the joint. Like influence. But, but, I'm not, no. but in, no. influence. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's the perfect word, yeah. influence. And now yeah. that, influence. Then, but say now, now that CM Punk is like on the outs, you need somebody else to sort of fill that that void. Right. I mean, you have you, you have your John Moxley's, you have your Brian Danielsons, but I'm talking about just from th- this specific report that we're talking about. It seems like Jericho has assumed that position to be like the enforcer, if that's the right, right word. You yeah, know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, that, if that makes sense. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. yeah. No, influence is a form of soft power. So hard, hard power is authority. Hard power is when you are in charge and you have the ability to fire people and get rid of them and make sure that they do not work here again. You could put them in jail. You could do that's hard power. Soft power is influence. Soft, soft power is 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 charismatic power. Like you use your charisma and you use your appeal to get people to be over to uh, your side. So letting, oh, letting it, letting it spill to the media that you called, you said CM Punk was a cancer to the locker room is a form of soft power to get every fucking AEW fan to turn against like, them. Yeah. yeah. To be like, yes, Jericho's right. You know, we see through you. I'm glad Rich Fan brought it up because I didn't know how this conversation was going to be today. Um, because <laughs> I, 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 w- I was not here for the Jericho caping. I, I just I don't, I, I don't look at Jericho as a good guy in this situation. I think. I, and I, I'm pers- I respect Jericho as far as being a wrestler is concerned. Yeah, absolutely, and I, th- and I think he stepped up in the middle of this uh, muck of nonsense, and he did what he had to do. And but, and, and he, even injuries, I, I give him props on that. Like people yeah, he stepped up. Yeah, he he did, he did all of that. So props to Jericho, and I can I can skip over the MAGA stuff for now. But just a little bit, Chris. Chris, Chris, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, just, just, a little, just a little bit. But, 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 but see, calling CM Punk a cancer to the locker room oh and letting goodness, shit bro. like that spill to the wrestling media, so you mm. can be the the guy, the, the, the savior, the savior, yeah, the, right? The savior. To me, that to me that that, that shit is cheap. It, it's played out, and um, and CM Punk. Is and you can hate CM Punk, you know what I'm saying? Just like you can hate Brock Lesnar, you know. But these guys do bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. Now, what Wade Keller mentioned in that article that he wrote, he said CM Punk isn't like, uh, like an ex- extreme game changer. I forgot the terminology that he used, but he said CM Punk isn't. But CM Punk is a needle mover. He's not like. You, you know, AEW like, isn't gonna, gonna like business, turn to like business defining type of like yeah yeah, you know? yeah but he but he's but he's he does what he does right um, right I I if if 
Tony Khan decided he was going to keep CM Punk and the rest of the locker room was cool with it. I see nothing wrong with um, Tony Khan, um, you know, working things out with CM Punk if that's something that he wanted to do. If, if, if firing him is the best move, I don't let them, that's what he's got to do. But Jericho, man, sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then I, the... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc and I just want to do a quick thing. I want to get a temperature check from you guys because one of the things that came out of this report was it was main eventers and highly ranked people in the company that specifically then added to the rank and file of we don't want this guy. Yeah. yeah. Let's think about the main eventers. Uh, Jericho, Moxley, Danielson, mm-hmm. uh, MJF. Right. Anybody else? Out of that crew, how many people are actually? I about to say, I about to say, and MJF was one of the people that they said was was present for the the situation that unfolded backstage at Dynamite. He got interviewed for the for the thing, right? So, so out of that group, who's gonna who's gonna be the person that starts leaking stuff? Mm-hmm. Moxley's not gonna do it because nope. he doesn't care. Yeah. Daniel doesn't <laughs> exactly. care. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like they just they're like both of them have the same job description, guys. I have yeah. kids and I want to go on TV and bleed. Like that, that was the whole, like, can I do that? Sign me up. Yeah. And so Jericho's the only one left yep. that's going to be able to talk to people and be like, I, I hand to God, I joked uh, with, uh, I think it was Benno who wrote the quotes up from the observer. Cause I hadn't looked at my issue yet. And I was like, I could hear this in between an ad read for talk is Jericho. Like I could hear it in his yeah. voice, like mm. every quote. And now, if he didn't do it, hand to God, my sorry, you know, whatever. Yeah, right, but right. This is a continuation of, like you just mentioned with Tony. If Tony was wanted to do this and just say, "I forgive, I forgive, uh, Punk," I talked with him, we squashed it. People yeah. would be cool. But when you now have your conciliary telling you everybody yeah. hates this dude, <clears throat> you can't because then yeah. you're going to be seen as the boss is bringing in the bully. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not going to contribute to that kind of pylon, especially coming from someone like a Jericho, man. I just like the, the, the track record um, is is just too shoddy for me to just be like, oh, well, well Jericho said this. So it must be true, man. I, I just can't do that. Um, and um, this is an easy situation for people to just kind of latch on to. I've been in situations where people will kind of soil somebody's name in the workplace mm-hmm. and then it spreads over to everybody and, bro, and, bro, and, it, and it, it turns into a whole other thing of its own <clears throat> than the original thing right yeah. right yeah 
So, and and I, and I don't think that that is fair to CM Punk. I, I you know, and if you and if you disagree, please uh, mention it in the chat because we will definitely highlight it. But um, I just think that, um, and and this is, again because I think we keep having to do these qualifiers. So, I do not think CM Punk was right for that press conference. I think he was all the way wrong for it. Um, I, I, I like um, I've already mentioned la- last month um, when they were talking about kick down the door, not kick down the door. To me, that's a small part of what happened there. I don't even think that matters. That, that, that we that we don't even like. I mean, it, it's it's been reported multiple times, but like stuff like <clears throat> start stuff like that. Like I'm talking about like small details like that, and it's not really small. It's things that matter. But like I feel mm-hmm. like you need to hear it directly from. The people that's involved in order to get like a because I mean yeah. stuff stuff does get like a, a, along the way when it gets passed on stuff does get twisted and over dramatized right. and, and, yeah, and, was- and like 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 bro you 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 ever like I'm talking about not even just in wrestling like you could even be like in like any day life like you would see somebody get in a fight right and they'll tell a certain story and they'll like overdraw but mm-hmm. oh you remember when i hit him and he yeah. flew back and, it, and then he fell to the ground and then he did a double right. back flip and like you know what i'm saying like stuff, <laughs> right, stuff gets over stuff gets over dramatized but I'm, I'm not saying yeah. it's, i'm not saying it's not true but i'm talking about yeah when, when, when you have a situation like that it's always the best to get it directly from the source in order yeah. to have a fair and precise opinion on it because stuff can't get misstrewed along the way as it gets passed on through this third party mm-hmm. information. Yeah, and then and then the the kick down the door stuff. Yeah, and, 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 was, and on, on top of that, and the, and it hidden it got reported by uh by Wrestling Inc. that you know the dog Larry got hit in the face and he had to right. like you know what I'm saying all and all that stuff. So yeah, and, yeah. and that that just came out. Like that yeah, was that, a, just, that, that 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 didn't come out with the initial stuff that just hit. Yeah, yeah, you know and, I, I, and you know that could be fabricated or not. I don't know. Uh, some, we, the, yeah. the the kick down the door stuff to me is a semantic because <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> any any time my mother. Came into my room. <laughs> whether whether I'm whether I go visit her out of state at the, at their house in North Carolina, or whether it was um, whether she's visiting me in Los Angeles, anytime she comes in and opens my door, when I describe it to people, she's kicked down the goddamn B- door. bust down my door. Yeah, yeah, all that. yeah. yeah. That, that's what I. Chris, you see what I'm saying, though, right? You see, you yeah. see yeah, yeah. So to to me, the wrestling media saying, "Well, he ain't really kicked." That is stupid. Uh, to me, that is a stupid part of the story to be hung up on. Mm. They barged into his room or his locker room. They they went in there and they weren't welcome. That's the gist of it. The kick down the door part is. You can take that and, and mean what what you want it to mean, but the kick down the door part is kind of who care who cares about that? He said he said yeah. my mother used to come. Yeah, my mom. Any time my mom used to come to my room, it was her kicking down the door. Exactly. That's the way I described it. It's like she's just coming, kick down the exactly. door. You could you could be playing video hey. games with a chick and she'd be like kicking down the door. Shout out hey, to moms. Hey. Hey, hey, yeah, man. shout so, out to so, moms. So, so, so in the last part of this story, I, 
I told y'all this first this first part of this conversation is gonna take us like a whole hour. I told y'all. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But, but, so, so the last so the last part of this story, y'all, the last part of this CM Punk saga, uh, and I, I sort of want to let everybody get their chance to sort of weigh in on it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure everybody has sort of seen the, the the reports about the potential buyout of CM Punk's contract and you know him becoming mm-hmm. a free agent. Um, you know, just. just a, a quick recap uh, going to you, going to you, Nate. First, just the the high and the low of CM Punk's return run. Uh, what you make of it, and you know how it started, how it ended, and then can you even see a world with CM Punk? I mean, it is. It is <laughs> don't do it, Andrew. Don't do it. See if CM Punk goes back to WWE. <laughs> can you can wait, just, Nate? Just knowing the history, but <laughs> look, look at Rich. Yeah. But, but Nate, just, just knowing the history between CM Punk and Paul Triple H Levesque, who is now mm-hmm. the head of creative. And then on top of that, Nate, you got Brian Road Dog James, who's an executive. And they I, I don't know if you keep up much with, with Road Dog's podcast. I keep, Nate, I keep I keep up with the stupid shit Chris, 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 you Chris, you see it, but Nate, just like I, I'm I'm bro, when I say I'm not gassing this at all, like I, I'm being so serious. He talks shit about CM Punk on every like <laughs> from the from the episodes that I've listened to. Rich, Rich, Rich has heard. Rich has seen some of this stuff. He probably yeah. seen some of the contact and heard some of this stuff. But he talks shit about this dude every time. Talking about like and it, nothing nice to say about this dude at all. I I, I just can't mm-hmm. see Punk in an environment where you have a guy who's actively shitting on him on a weekly basis in an executive role. Who right. is, and, and, and and people look at Road Dog's position. He's the executive uh, or, or the president of, of of like putting together like the live event stuff. Yeah. He, he's he's more than that because it, it got reported when, when Triple H was out with COVID. Road Dog was the guy that was filled filling in that spot, like that that was mm-hmm. that was running the ship over at Monday Night Raw. So b- clearly bigger than some live event, w- w- whatever title he got. Like he cl- clearly more power than that. Nick, can you see a world where CM Punk <laughs> is back in <laughs> WWE? And, and and if that were to ever happen, how yeah. long do you think it would be before some shit went down and then? <laughs> We, we we right back at square one, bro. So again, not to be unfair to that man Phil Brooks, but Rich fan, again, if you are at a workplace and you have a problem with one manager, and then that <laughs> manager comes in and you got an issue with the new manager, and then they transfer you to a different department, and you got a problem with that department's manager, at some point. The problem might not be all those managers. The problem uh, might be you, Rich uh, fan. And so for CM Punk, like, like, like we we respect the dude, man. Like we know what he means to the business and what he yeah. means as a star in this business. And you know, you talk about his AEW run. That return on Rampage is still one of the biggest moments in that company's history. You know, I think his run with the company, the first few months were, were pretty strong where he was putting over, you know, the cats like Darby and, and of course, Powerhouse Hobbs. And, you know, he's having really good matches. Uh, the middle and the end, not so great uh, due to injury as well as yeah. interpersonal conflicts. But, you know, you you can't say that AEW did not get their money's worth from CM Punk. You know, oh, they, got it. they got, they got it. their money's <laughs> worth from CM Punk. And so... The question then becomes, Andrew, what's next, right? So let's say they do buy out his contract. Do I see a scenario? Do I see a world where CM Punk goes back to the WWE? <laughs> Andrew, anything is possible. Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin, it's not Kevin, Kevin Garnett once told us when he won a championship, Rich in Boston, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. KG, hey. 
I don't think this is possible because <laughs> there is there is too much, right? The the only way, the only way that this is is a possible thing is if it is a street extremely short term thing. Like I'm talking mm. about a month. Because hey. anything longer than a month, it is going to blow hey. up. It is going to detonate. Hey, hey, Nate, do you think it could work under a part time situation where Punk comes in like Brock? <sighs> It, even with that, Andrew, like even with a part-time situation with the combustible element of CM Punk, I feel like the most you're going to get is maybe two or three pay-per-views before that dude is like, <laughs> I, th- I thought I was working with kids over there. Now now they got kids over here, too. Somebody get me a muffin. I can't do this no more, man. I'm 45 years old. I'm tired. I'm tired, bro. Yeah. Uh, so I think that after a while, and again, this is no shade to CM Punk, man, because the dude has been in the game for a minute, yeah. minute, and rich you know you me chris you know maybe not so much the youngest in charge but after a certain point when you cross that threshold of 30 and then you cross that other threshold into your 40s man it's like your your tolerance level for the minutia <laughs> and the bs at work becomes shorter and shorter and so right. yes there is a cm punk problem to all of this but there's also like an age problem like punk has kind of grown into the the, the wrestler that he despised when he right. was in his 20s he's like mm-hmm. yo when he was in his 20s he banged against dudes like that and now that he's in their position he's kind of like oh it ain't so bad you know it's like we all say like i'm not gonna be like my parents were but if you get to a certain age, you start to say certain <laughs> things that your mom and dad used to say. Right, yeah. Do certain things that your mom and dad used to do. And it's just kind of the natural progression of life. So I, I feel like there's there's a, there's a always a chance in wrestling if the money is right, you know, in terms of what Punk could bring to the WWE, Andrew. But I don't that see money that. Talk, man. That, that money talk, though, Nate. <laughs> yeah. That money talk. Hey, hey, hey real, real quick, before we get off of this, I, I wanted to kick it over to Rich and, and, and Chris. I wanted to get y'all take on this. Like, just, just, just a quick little funny thing. Can y'all imagine the amount of stuff that's going to resurface if CM Punk were to go back to WWE? I'm, I'm talking about like just past interviews, past stuff that he said, like just shitting mm-hmm. on the company, bro. That, that that's that's gonna look so bad, bro. This they, you tweets, Andrew. The this you tweets, and then on top of that, they already doing it with whenever something happened, whenever something's happening, like they bring up the Triple H promos and the John Cena promos. Like, mm-hmm. bro, I, I can only imagine like his Twitter feed if he were to go back and people like just just the amount of like that, like they just said the dishes you tweets. Like, I, I feel like for like the first couple months of that, it's gonna be bad, bro. Like, because I, I'm because I mean you like when you when you say all it, bro. It's, and this something we gonna talk about a little later. It's like with with Carl Anderson. He had that tweet out. Mm. He was like, he was like, I never go back to WWE. I don't care right, if it's Saudi. Right. I, I don't whatever money they paying me. Guess who's scheduled for November fifth, Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Carl Anderson. Like you see what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. but the, the, the shit that you say online, it, it will uh, in, 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 in in the media stuff. Mm-hmm. If, if, if if you renege on that stuff, it, it's you know what I'm saying. It's, it's gonna look bad, and, and you gonna feel like and people could. It just anybody you can act like you don't feel no type of way about it. But you gonna feel some type of way about it, so right, like, like, right. like, like when, like when they said, I think it's a very slim chance that he goes back. Why I do, why I am of the belief that money does talk, and there is always a possibility. I think it might be if he were, if CM Punk does want to get back in the wrestling, I think it's a thing of like he'll have to take a look in the mirror, figure out like exactly what he wants, and I think it may be better for him. I don't know if he's willing to do it, but I think it may be better for him too in terms of like the public goodwill. If he was to like go on some like big fucking indie run, 
and like just wrestle mm-hmm. all the best independent wrestlers, hit these like you know prominent promotions like West Coast Pro and Prestige Wrestling and like all these different like independent promotions and like just mm-hmm. sort of build up that goodwill. And then maybe if there is <laughs> some, some type of opening and like people feel good about it again. Then you never know. He he might be walking back, bro. But uh, the that, reason, that, reason that, I was laughing, Andrew, right there, real quick, Andrew, was because I get what you're saying, and yeah. it makes a hundred percent sense. Like if you want to ingratiate yourself back to not only the business but also the fans, that's a great way to go. But I'm laughing because you know, Rich, again, like we talking about a 40 year old dude. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he ain't doing that, man. Come on, brother. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, 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 no reason. Yeah, I, I, not, not like not like him, like grinding, grinding it. But I'm talking about like you know, for, for, for big matches and stuff like that. Like if, if I'm just saying, if he wanted to like get embraced again, then like that would be probably the smartest. CM way Punk to go. ain't showing up in Raleigh, North Carolina for a- <laughs> yeah, hot dog and a handshake. Nah, nah. hey bro, hey but nah, yeah. So, so CM Punk, that CM Punk, I I, I just want to say shout out to that man because he just gave us an hour and uh, yes. hour of full content. Yeah. CM Punk. Man. I think, but uh, you go ahead, Chris. You finish it off before we move on to the next thing. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm never surprised at anything in wrestling. Here's the thing about being a human being, mm-hmm. um, and we have a 50 percent divorce rate in the United States of America. It might even be 55, 60 percent. I say all that to say. People are allowed to change their mind. You know what I'm saying? People, people will say, oh, yeah. I yeah. love you forever. I'll never break up with you, divorce you. I'll never let you go. And then something happens. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I can't be with you no more. Yeah. Or, and I, I bet you Tom Brady told Giselle, oh, this going to last yeah. forever, baby. Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, season started. I got to yeah. go. And at some point, sometimes people get back with exes, too. That happens as well. Um, CM Punk is going to do whatever is going to be the most lucrative to for him. You know, Road Dog can talk all the shit he wants to talk. If Triple H can muster up a good role for him in WWE and CM Punk is down with it, CM Punk will be back in WWE. Um, I'm hoping that I'm still holding on the hope yeah. that him and Tony Khan work out whatever is going on there. Um, and um, not succumb to whatever brainwashing might may or may not be going in the AEW locker room because that 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 does happen. You know what I'm saying? Where where you um, turn this guy into a piece of raw meat and 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 train people like they're attack dogs to hate this one person? Um, I, I don't. Um, if 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 they can get over all of that and have a like really good conversation, maybe he'll be back in AEW. But if 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 if, if Triple H can see some value for uh, in him, I I can totally. I said this last month. I said if AEW lets go of this guy, any of those guys, not just CM Punk. Any of those elite guys, yeah. S- S- Triple H would hire any. Body of any kind yeah, of caliber or magnitude that could be va- of value to WWE. So don't be surprised if CM Punk ends up back in WWE, mm. um, because a motherfucker can change his mind. That's that's just the the end. That's just yeah. the that's just human nature. We do not have to commit to anything. 
Mm. You know, that is just, we, we do these things like we, we get married in the hopes of not getting divorced, but sometimes things happen that make us change our minds. So that's all I'm saying about that. Mm. Um, yeah. Before you move on, Andrew, I want to I want to yeah. throw Rich Fan up on the full screen uh, for everybody watching at home because uh, I want your reaction real time, Rich, to this comment. Oh boy! Oh boy! Punk versus Devontae yeah. WrestleMania yeah. Forty. The, the, who said that? Jude. That's a Justin House that said, said yeah. that. Thank yeah. you for that comment, Justin House. Yeah, yeah. That that look at CM Punk versus Cody. CM Punk versus Roman. CM Punk would be the se- the semi main event of any WrestleMania of of any WrestleMania card next year. I mean, Go shoot, ahead. he could be the main event. Yeah, like, he if could you be- can't get The Rock, CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, iconoclast trying to bring that's down it. the the yeah, one. That's it. Like, and that's why they're arguing over <clears throat> because that's the thing. If he was such a damaged goods product that's being sold by the people yeah. talking in Tony's ear, they wouldn't need a non-compete. And right. so I think mm. the positivity okay. of it is the fact that he made that money for him. Not even showing up. Remember, United Center sold out on a whim that he was going to yeah. be there. It was there. a rumor, bro. It wasn't a guarantee. Was a yeah. And he, <clears throat> he sold that sucker out. And so if you have him go to WWE and he's going up against – the the juggernaut that is the Roman Reigns storyline and all the look like I just want to have a side conversation with him and Sami Zayn, yeah, and, and that would be money. And then you add in him doing stuff because he'd have fun doing it because he's gonna get paid a lot of money in NXT. And that's I think to Nate's point, and I'll, I'll end it here. I think him and Devontae would be a good like lead into it. But I think him and Roman's the best thing because yeah. if you're going to pay him as much money as you need to, because what I think is going to happen, and this goes back to Andrew's point, they got to give him a financial apology for what went down before he left. Yeah. Mm. And if he gets that financial apology, I don't care what you write on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> Real yeah. simple. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, 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 so shall we get into the next story, fellas? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah go ahead. See, CM Punk, thank you for the hour of content, man. Appreciate it, Phil. We gonna get John and Way uh, to dip into the post, uh, post-wrestling post <laughs> fund and send CM Punk a muffin <laughs> basket from the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, man. We appreciate <laughs> you, Phil. So, so I, I, I want Rich Fan to stop this one off right here, man. Uh, on, the, on the most recent episode of Rampage, that man Powwow's Hobbs made his intentions mm. clear that he is coming mm. after the TNT Championship Rich is real simple, man. Hobbs been in the company for several years now. Um, he, he has had marquee moments. Um, okay, I'm not, not going to sit there and say he hasn't. I'm not going to bluff and say he hasn't. He's been in the world tag title scene. Like I mentioned, the, uh, the, you know, the match with CM Punk. And, and, and Rich, I'm pretty sure you probably saw some of this talk, like with him and Ricky Starks, um, you know, after the after they headlined well, Rampage Grand Slam this year, like they sort of disappeared from TV for a little bit. People were like, like, mm-hmm. where the hell is the follow-up? Like, where, where's Ricky Starks? Where's Hobbs? Um Real simple, Rich. Like, is it time, man, for 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 Powerhouse Hobbs to finally get some some gold in AEW? Yeah, it absolutely is. Because as much as we talk about Ricky and Hobbs, the biggest loser in the last year, and a lot of it has to do with MJF, and a lot of it has to do with CM Punk is Wardlow. Mm. I mean, granted, the thirst mm. is still real. That will never leave the streets. Like Wardlow thirst is it, it contains <laughs> multitudes, but him as champion really has been. 
Meh, what is it? And so if you give Powerhouse Hobbs the title, not only do you bring that as another level to the Ricky Powerhouse feud, but it kind of gives a little legitimacy to the embassy, which I'm like, I don't know if I need Prince Nana in 2022, but brother got a job, so I ain't going to say a word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We love Prince Nana around here, former guest of the NWA podcast. Chris, Chris I got nothing uh, against them. Chris has got got nothing against them. Let's get to the Prince Nana seminar. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> you got a phd and no no i didn't know that chris <laughs> nah, 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 nah. look man i'm not prince nana knows what's up man we um uh, and i and i love love nana but um you know let's i'm willing to see where where everything goes man i i really am yeah. i want to so you know so, so. So, so with Powerhouse Hobbs, I, I, I definitely think it's time that he wins a title in AEW. Like he, he's been there several years. Like, I, just like I mentioned, he's had moments in AEW. Like there, there have been times when there was like, oh yeah, we, we see those glimpses. Even when he was in Team Taz, like for, let, let, let's keep it, let's keep it a bean, right? When he, when he came into Team Taz, he essentially overshadowed Brian Cage by mm-hmm. by not even doing anything. Hobbs right. was Hobbs was just there, and it was his yeah. presence that like sort of push Brian Cage to the wayside and everybody was just more interested in Hobbs and he wasn't even doing much or saying much. It was just mm-hmm. the fact that he was there. So that, I think that leads, that leads credence to that. There is something there with Will Hobbs that you can further, you know, go into and that, but which is, we already knew. And like, just to going back on what Rich said, I think it also by him winning the TNT title, that way you can bring Ricky up, give Ricky something to fight for, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like bring him back on TV and like he can go back and forth with Hobbs and you can get about two, three matches out of that. Maybe even flip-flop the title if you want to, or maybe, you know, let Hobbs get his two wins in and then Ricky win the third one, however you want to go about that. And like, even going back to when they was involved in the tag title scene, like I remember when, uh, I, I think it was a triple threat at Double or Nothing with uh, Swerve and Our Glory, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. People were like, "Hey man, it's it's Ricky and Starks' it's time. I mean, it's Ricky and Hobbs' time. Like, let's yeah. let's, let's get the titles on them." So, and, and I, I feel like, especially with with Hobbs, like, I, I feel like, especially with these these wrestlers that you present as these these monsters, quote unquote. I, I feel like it, it's only so much that you can do. I'm talking about as far as like, there's only so many opportunities that you're gonna get to legitimize them, like in a, in a big way. And like one, one guy, like I'm, I'm not comparing them, but like just when I'm thinking about big men that had the opportunity to become real big, one of the first names that sort of comes to my head is Braun Strowman. And what turns of what WWE did with him back in 2017 when they just like gave this dude the Brock when he clearly should have been the one that should, should have beat him. And like they sort of missed the boat on that right. and trying to move out it now. But like with Hobbs, I, I'm not saying they're doing that same thing with Hobbs, but you have an opportunity to have him beat somebody who is clearly, um, you know, w- w- one of their big name stars in, well, in Warlow, one of their big up-and-coming stars in terms of somebody that's on the way up and could be potentially be AEW world champion. You have a chance to have Hobbs get solidified. And then, at, or then on top of that, you have another chance to consistently feature a talent like Ricky Starks, who everybody kind of assumedly wants to see on TV. I know I do. So I, I'm, yeah. I definitely think that, but whenever they do do it, because it's clear that he made an intention that that's the next step for his on-screen character, I feel like the next natural progression is for him to beat Warlow for the TNT title. And to be honest mm-hmm. with you, bro, like, I, I, I like Warlow. I'm not going to say and bluff you and say I don't yeah, like Warlow. I, I like cool. But, like, this TNT title hasn't been anything, like, special, like no. anything remarkable. Like, for most of it, 
he has been like, hey, that tag team guy, hey, we need a six-man, Warlow, slot wrestler, yeah. slot wrestler. And then, hey, Warlow, hey, Samoa Joe, that's going to be our tag mm-hmm. team, War Joe, keep it like they, they can still do that. Shit, they can go after the tag titles for all that. But, like, right, I, right. I, I, feel like I feel like, well, Hobbs, this is the time, bro. Like, you put him in this spot, now it's time to deliver and put the title mm-hmm. on him. Let him get his, let him get his shine. And then, and then when it's time for Hobbs to pass it over, kick it over to Ricky. Right. Yeah, yeah. Can you highlight this? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, Chris, uh, before I, before, before I give my thoughts on a uh, powerhouse, I wanted to bring up this super chat. Appreciate the super chat, Chris. <laughs> Mark sent you some mimosa money, dog. <laughs> Thank you for that, Mark. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, shout out yeah. to Mark. Uh, and again, yeah. if you want your comment to get to the front of the line, hit that super chat button. Uh, but for me, in terms of powerhouse Hobbs, real quick, the the biggest thing about this for me, Andrew, and, and I know you know where I'm going, nephew, is uh-uh. I'm I'm so happy that powerhouse Hobbs is finally getting yes. to play interconference games He's not stuck <laughs> in the swag. He's not stuck in the MIAC. He doesn't have to play the the Bayou Classic every week. He gets to uh, branch out, and I think just a big old Hoss fight, which is still something that's kind of a rarity. In AEW, uh, I think that's going to be a great feud between uh, him and that man Wardlow. But also, yeah, it's going to be banger. I feel like Wardlow losing does not diminish Wardlow. You know, in, in this feud, and in to the contrary, it it frees Wardlow up to do more things, and it also elevates Powerhouse Hobbs. Like you said, it elevates Ricky Starks down the line. And at some point, you've got to start pulling the trigger on these guys because right. you know it's something we've talked about. The, the main event scene was so crowded, and due to the uh, imminent uh, or possible departure of the person we spent an hour talking about tonight, that main event scene might be a little looser, a little freer, mm-hmm, and right. we can start to mix in some more people. And so you've got to start getting guys like Hobbs and Starks ready to be believable. On it. I mean, we believe it. All four of us here tonight believe that those dudes are main eventers, but you got to get the general AW fan to believe in those guys, and the only way you're going to do that is through that elevation process. So I'm, I'm here for Wardlow and Hobbs. I'm here for Hobbs getting to step outside the swack in the MEAC, play some Big East teams, Rich. You know, he's getting to play some uh, some Pac-12 teams, you know what I'm saying, mix it up a little bit. So I'm, I'm, here, I'm here for that, man, because Powerhouse Hobbs is a dude that if you present him properly and if you bring him along at the right speed, he's going to be money in, in a year or so. No Bethune-Cookman. No more Jackson no, State. Cookman. No, let me tell you, Warlow ain't swack. Warlow ain't swack, Rich. Yeah, what's what's diminishing Wardlow is the horrible booking that he's had to endure since he's won the TNT title. War, I do not care when I see Wardlow on television. It's just that simple. Samoa Joe is one of my favorite wrestlers, probably ever. Mm-hmm. When he's with Wardlow, I do not care about what's on the TV screen. You ain't got no love for War Joe, Chris? The War Joe is just not appealing to me. Um, I, I would, You know what? I'd actually be more interested in um, Brian Cage and um, Powerhouse Hobbs as um, like a tag team than I am oh, wow. at, at War Joe. Hey, I hey, think... Hey. Hey, 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 Chris, you, you want to know what? I, I think that's probably going to be something that they go to. Like, I think Cage is going to be the one yeah. to challenge Joe at Final Battle. I, I, yeah. I, I think there's a there's a chance that he might beat Joe. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how certain I am about that, but I think there is a chance. And, and right, 
that, that, that that's what I'm saying. Like, so if that is the case, like it's like that that was the other part of the situation that Cage is going to be the one to challenge Joe for the TV title, and yeah, uh, Hobbs is yeah. next in line for the uh, TNT title. But like, just just going yeah. back to Hobbs, man. Like, bro, it's time. It's time for yeah. the changing for the guard, man. It's it's just time. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you can always tell when it's that time for a title change, bro. Yeah. Warlow yeah. will be just fine. Warlow is going to be with AEW, assumingly for years to come. He will be just fine if he drops his TNT title to Hobbs. And, and, and then on top of that, when when Warlow wins the title, and look, I, I don't know when I don't know when he when he'll be cleared. This individual I'm about to bring up, I don't know when he'll be back. I know he's out with a like a lower leg injury or something like that. You got Ricky waiting for him. You got Scorpio Sky, who I'm who I'm referring to. Scorpio Sky got got to stake his claim to the TNT title again. But you you, you got a, a list of people ready, and, and like how they said, well, Lord, I mean uh, Hobbs will be out. Of, he'd be able to play some out of conference games now. <laughs> be able to, yeah, be, be, be able to uh, you, you know get get outside the home gym, and you know get some get some uh, play. But yeah, I, I'm definitely excited about the possibility of powerhouse Hobbs. Um, yeah, and, I, and, and I'm going to uh, give some love to uh, Dada. Uh, I do think that... Uh, Christopher, Prince, uh, Christopher, I heard uh, you I, talking, Christopher. <laughs> I do think that Prince Dada is a good manager for yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Cage and those guys. You know, I don't I don't think that Prince Nana um, got... A, I don't think ROH was great to him. The last time he was there, mm-hmm. um, I think that he's got a second lease uh, on life being um, in AEW, and um, I'm hoping that um, they take full full advantage of him because I think that yeah. um, and take it and take advantage of of the gifts that he brings to the table. Yeah. So, so, so brother Nate, shall, shall we get into this next story, man? I, I know we coming up. Well, not, uh, our, our schedule time, but but you but you yes. know we 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 run we run on a different time. They we, we got a ninety talk. minute TV time limit, but we also we also run on a Calrissian people time. <laughs> Maria, yeah. Hey, go ahead, Chris. No, I was just saying I wasn't expecting any uh, Jericho agreement this week. I I was thinking that um, this might that might be a little bit more of a battle. So um, yeah. Oh, no, we we we, we all kind of. Hey, Chris, I, I don't know who I don't know who you think was going to go to bed for Chris Jericho. That definitely wasn't going to happen. But shall we get into this next story, fellas? Because I yeah, think this is going to be a, a, very, a very interesting one. This past solo, oh, wait, they, I, I need the full screen. I need everybody. Oh. I'm talking about. I need I need everybody on it. Bring me back. I need everybody on it. Let's do it, fellas. This past Tuesday on NXT, Simone Johnson. Made her on-screen oh, yes. debut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ava Rain, after two years in WWE being officially under contract, she officially made her on-screen debut. She is a part of the schism with Joe Gacy, Rip Fowler, and Jagger Reed, formerly known as the Grizzle Young Veterans. Um, she was revealed as their fourth member. They had been teasing this for a while now, like an individual in a red hoodie who was trying to appease the schism. And like she finally, they revealed it as her. Me just to sort of started off because I, I had talked with um with, with with John and Way about this when I was on uh when we were talking about this on Why the Dynamite. Me personally, I, I know I know initially a lot of people were like, "Oh man, like why would you bring her on like this?" And like you know we will pair up with Gacy and, and and them and like look, me personally, I I don't find the schism that interesting. I, I'm not a like a big fan of their 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 group, 
But I do also understand that Joe Gacy, vet. Zach Gibson, vet. James Drake, vet. You yeah. paired you pairing Simone Johnson, who is and, and Nate, Chris, and, and Rich. I'm pretty sure y'all saw it, bro. Did you see the outlets that was covering her just from an yeah. screen appearance, dog? Five yeah. ESPN, like mainstream media, off an appearance, yeah. but she was on TV for three minutes, and she get she getting mainstream <laughs> attention, dog. Can you imagine yeah. the attention she's going to get when they announce her official in ring debut? You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I, I I think that this is the best course to go with. Ava Rain, Simone Johnson, as you bring her into this TV, because it, it shelters her. You don't just throw, like, you, you you bring her out as a singles talent, right, just by herself. You immediately throwing her to the wolves. She got to find her own character. She ain't got nobody to bounce off of. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, makes it, it makes it more difficult. But you put got the, the shadow of her father you, behind You got the shadow of her father. You, you got, now you got her in this group, this dark, ominous group that people assume is nothing like her. First of all, that could be probably in line with her actual real, real personality in terms of like stuff that she may mm-hmm. like and stuff that she may end. That that might be something that fits. But just, even if it's not, bro, it, it it makes it easier for her to have three people who can m- most importantly before anything that can go on the mic and that can help her and sort of even if she get, gets in a moment where she slips up in a promo or she like gets stuck, you got three people right there who can easily pick up the reins for her. it. It just make mm-hmm. it just makes it that easier for her to transition. And of course, bro, do you really think Simone Johnson is going to be with the schism for the rest of her WWE career? <laughs> no, but, she, but this is, but let, let's be fucking, but this is the rock's daughter, bro. She is yeah. going to be a prominent figure. And I, I mean, let me rephrase that. They're going to hope that she's going to be a prominent figure in the, in the years coming forward. So I think that this, I mean, this she's going to at least be afforded every opportunity. Exactly. And, and, and bro, yeah. I, I think that this is the best course of action in terms of her starting her WWE run. And then at that, when, when she makes her in-ring debut, you don't even got to throw her in the singles. You can do a mixed tag. And that way it's just, again, further alleviate the further alleviate the whole thing. And like, uh, I, I saw a Black Mega Man just said, you think she would take over the group like her father did with the nation. That could that could be a, a situation where yeah. she becomes like mm-hmm. the head honcho of the group and maybe you can lead it yeah. that way. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of... I, th- I think it's always cool to see like women like leading male dominated groups. It, it just it, it's, it's like a cool factor right. to it. Like it, it, it's it's always mm-hmm. something with that. But like, bro, I, I think that this is the best cause of action for her starting out. I think that it will make things so much easier for her to just sort of skate through a little bit without having, hey, y'all, the Rock's daughter making her debut. Mm-hmm. Here we mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it, it's it's unnecessary pressure, bro. So like now mm-hmm. she's going to just mosey on along find her way and then eventually you will start to see those flashes those little you know little things that would be like oh there it is she might have found it you know you're gonna start to see that as the months go along but like i like i know a lot of people like i said they're gonna criticize the schism but bro like this is probably the easiest way to bring her into this system on the tv without like all this like immediate attention on her and even even if she's in the group the stitch is still gonna be in her on her. Like when she appears next week, or when she appeared mm-hmm. a week after that, or whatever, attention still gonna be on her. But now, like I said, you got three vets around her that can help pick up the slack if she does uh have a moment where there's like a bit of nerves or there's a little b- bump in the road, if you will. But yeah, that, that that's my whole take. I, I just want to start that off because like I I, I I think that this is a, a good way to bring her in. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll take this first, Andrew, being the uh, host of the Rocky Maya via Picture Show. Yeah, there you go. Which you can find <laughs> available here on Post Wrestling. Uh, but but here's the thing, Andrew. Like, 
and I didn't want to put you on front street like this, but when you started on the NWA podcast, I was like, we know we got this kid, Andrew, Andrew Thompson, the star. But we're gonna put some we gonna put some veterans around him. Myself, Chris, Rich Fan. We're gonna put the veterans around this young star before we put the rocket on his back, and then he can fly to the moon. Uh, but I, I'm not mad at, at that breakdown of, of her debut because I think you're right. Like ultimately, is the schism gonna be something that is remembered 10, 15 years from now? Probably right. not. Exactly. Who knows? It could turn into something, but as it's written as as you know what we saw this past week, it's probably just gonna be something that's here as a vehicle to get Simone on the road. And the thing is, Andrew, like you said, you don't want to just bring her in like, this is the rock's daughter. And, you know, her, her dad's got a movie that's out, the number one movie <laughs> in America, Black Adam. And, like, that's too much pressure to put on this kid. And I think putting her in this situation, particularly in NXT, which, while it's a part of WWE television, it, it's developmental. Still, it's, yeah, it's developmental. Yeah. It's not the main uh, course in terms of your WWE programming. I think this is a good way to kind of ease her in, surround her with veterans, find out what she does well right now, let her do that in limited spots. And like she's she had she is going to be afforded every opportunity to be great because she comes from greatness. You know, her father, her grandfather, her great grandfather, like she's coming from greatness. And so if we know one thing about this company, Andrew is they love them some generational wrestlers, right? Like, they love them some second, third, fourth generation wrestlers. And so she's just got to, you know, take it slow, you know, and if they put her in the the best position to display what talent she has right now and then develop her other skills, I think she's going to be great, man. Like, I I think, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because The Rock is arguably (laughs) my favorite wrestler of all time. But I think that, you know, she's going to be great and – you know, let, even if she's bad, Andrew, let, 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 let's be let's be negative right now. Even if she's terrible, <laughs> even if she is terrible, she still got she still got stardom waiting for her because she can end up in one of these Fast and Furious movies or one of these yeah. uh, DC superhero hey. movies. Rich fan. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, 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 Rich, real quick. They, they better treat her right if they want Rock to show up at WrestleMania. <laughs> they, they better treat her right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I was I was I was very conflicted because I thought about when this first happened what's going on with Braun Breaker and how they kind of play games with his family and don't mm. acknowledge, acknowledge. And mm. then I listened to Andrew and listening to you, Nate, the thing that popped in my head as you guys were talking was as rock did what he did in the nation, he had that Rocky Maivia stage before that, where people yeah. hated his guts because they played yeah. him as the kid that was the son of wrestling grandson. Mm-hmm. And it was just, <laughs> nah, we don't want that. We need this dude. So if she wants to be, the member, the, you know, the member of the dynasty, the Samoan dynasty that decided she wanted to hang out in Hot Topic. Listen, <laughs> hey, Rich, Rich yeah. she just wants to control her narrative, Rich. Oh, hey, right. hey don't, don't do that, right. man. She's don't trying do to see why in. She's trying to see why in. So, listen, if that's going to be her case, I'm fine with it. I'm looking forward to it. Her, If they're going to do it, the character-based stuff and then get her from the bottom up in terms of wrestling, I'm happy for that as well. The one thing I want to see, especially as like like uh, you know Andrew said, like she can do this. Like you have the best of both worlds. You have the media covering the daughter of the Rock without mm-hmm. having Simone Johnson, daughter of the Rock, as your gimmick. Like everybody else got mm-hmm. to have a character before they got to be a person. And so letting her develop in this way, I think it makes a lot of sense. And again, yeah. it's going to be a backdoor. I apologize, Andrew. This is a backdoor <laughs> back to the CM Punk conversation. Yeah. If the Rock can trust his daughter with Triple H, 
CM Punk can come back to Triple H and work with him. Oh, wait, I'll go one step further for you, Andrew. If The Rock could trust Shawn Michaels with his daughter. There you go. Everything's yeah. open. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. Um, I thought that her debut was okay. Um, I I do to have a problem with, with the gimmick name for her. I, I do think she should just be Simone Johnson. I, I don't, and I did hear uh, your point, um, Andrew, the other day, um, I think it was you and John and Way um, mm. saying that this was a better way to introduce her. I, I think if everybody, if every outlet is reporting her as The Rock's daughter, every goddamn outlet that I saw was reporting the Rock's daughter debuts on television. Just don't stop the bullshit. She's the Rock's <laughs> daughter, okay? She, she, she. If she, if she sucks as the Rock's daughter, then guess what? She sucks as the Rock's daughter. If she's good as the Rock's daughter, then guess what? She's good as the Rock's daughter. The pressure mm. is gonna be there. Oh yeah, regardless. regardless. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So you saying can... she should have came in like Charlotte did in NXT? Yes, exactly. It's like this. This. This is the silliness in WWE that does get on my nerves, you know, because it's like Curtis Axel, for example. Mm. What you you call this guy? Was he Michael McGillicuddy? Yeah, Curtis <laughs> Axel. And it, it, it didn't matter what you called him. He he was not put in a situation <laughs> where he was, where he could succeed. Hey, you know, hey. it, yeah. Hey, not hey, you wanna know what? See, th- this is why I like Chris, because he he asked like the, the the counterpoint that sort of get me thinking a little bit. Th- th- there is another alternative route they could have hey hey look, hey, they could have brought her in as like, hey, this is the rock's daughter and push her to the moon off the jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she could be the rock's daughter. Go ahead, Chris. She could be the rock's daughter and think she's better than everybody. Mm. And that's her gimmick. And that's her gimmick. Yeah. Mm. And that's she, her gimmick. She, yeah. She, she, and, she, the... she, she went in NXT women's titles like in the first mm-hmm. like, four months of her yeah. run there. And like they, they pushing her to the moon. And like uh, yeah. be, be, beyond, beyond even people wanted it. Push yeah, that, she, treat treat she, treat her like how you treat like how you would treat like a Charlotte or you know anybody like right like yeah. that, that, that's a fair thing that you could have did with for real for real yeah, if you want you could you she could have came in as the Rock's daughter and everybody is picking on her because they 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 have preconceived notions about her mm. I, I I I I understand the 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 thought process between but by not naming her. Yeah. After the people, she's not her. Her she. There's a difference between being the the uh, offspring of Rick Steiner and being the offspring of the. Don't, Rock. don't do that to LeBron Breaker, Chris. Don't don't do Chris that. out, Chris out, Chris out here disrespecting lineage. Just look at yeah, it. Now, don't do that, Chris. Difference. <laughs> and, 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 even, and even with Braun Breaker, I thought that Steiner was, math ain't hitting right. That's not that. <laughs> I thought I thought he should have been brought in as as Steiner as well, but hey, but I don't. Hey, I hey, think, hey Chris, Chris, the, yeah. the thing the thing the thing about Braun Breaker, I, I think the thing that now what people don't care as much is because he's a success. That's the thing. Like people don't right. care now because it's like Braun made it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like he he good. So I yeah. I, 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 th- I think it'll be a similar thing with Simone. Like whether you know what whether that alternative about if you're talking about like if she's a success, 
then the name won't matter. But like if she yeah. if, if, if it doesn't go well, the people gonna be like, ah, you might want to reroute yeah, yeah. it. Like let's let's lean into yeah. this is the rock daughter. And I know, do think like that. whenever well, she makes her main roster debut, I think she will be Simone Johnson. Right. That, that's the, oh, that, I actually that, that think it's gonna to go. be the opposite. Really? I think it's gonna be the opposite because think about it. He started as Rocky Maivia. We uh-huh. have been spending this entire segment calling him the rock. That ain't his right. name. <laughs> <laughs> Like we're talking about Simone, like she can't be Ava. Like that ain't that man's name, yeah. Wayne. Yeah. He is a dude named. I always think about that episode of Nitro where where Renegade got cut down by friggin' Jimmy Hart. He's like you're yeah, not he, a Renegade, yeah, you're just you're some just dude Play-Doh, named Rick. Yeah, Play Doh Rick, and she and he poured the bottle of water on that washcloth and wiped the shit off his face. Right, like yeah, you yeah, can yeah, do the same thing. Like grab that little tweezers on his eyebrow. You're just Wayne. Like, we ain't doing that to him. So if she yeah. want to be Ava rain and that's just who she is that she does the thing where she does the rock and you got stuff falling down like they could make it look like she's a million bucks yeah, the thing for me is let her like because she did he think about the rock he did a couple of his family's moves like the mm-hmm. samoan drop and all that but he mm-hmm. added a little stank on it he added the mm-hmm. Maya via hurricane yeah. which was to this day one of my favorite that's like over. i'm not a cruiserweight but i'm a big man that can move yeah that's his move <laughs> And oh, then, of course, I can't show it right now because the camera can't go down. With them calves, like the calf cut out boots, like yes. that was a flex that I had never even thought about for a wrestler. Yeah. Like, I was like, this man come out here, just had his calves out like a hussy, just out here, just <laughs> showing, showing ankle meat, just getting it out here, getting people all hot and bothered. So she can do, she got to find that fit. And I right. think on the main roster, if she want to be Ava Rain from the start, and then just that's just who she is. The mm. one thing to yeah. what uh, yeah. uh, Chris was saying, though, if they really wanted to push her to the moon, they would have had Roman bring her into the family like they did Solo Sokoa. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And, and put her under his wing and be like, mm. you know what? I'm head of the table because your daughter works with me. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. you got some heat. I, I yes. was thinking of so many different scenarios. That was one of the scenarios that I thought of, uh, Rich. That would have been... I like J- Joe Gacy. I'm still amazed that he was able to keep his um, gimmick name. Um, I, I don't know how that slipped through the... Uh, <laughs> with, slept, mm. went through, slipped through the cracks, rather. But hey, yeah. shout I know out you mean, to Chris. Gacy. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, shout out to that dude. But I... I, I We'll see how this goes. Um, I'm going to trust Triple H. Um, I think that I think his daughter is going to be good just because anybody that comes from that family um, turns out to be good. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. automatically good. So I'm just going to assume that. But yeah, um, let me re- read a couple of these because I have my I, I was able to make the letters bigger. So I see Black Mega Man says, "Let's hope she turns out more like." Uh, Charlotte Flair and not David Flair. Uh, Damn. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, That's I, I, fired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Flair catching strays on the NWA podcast. Who had that on their bingo card? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like David Flair when he was uh, with Daphne, um, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Daphne. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Daphne, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Peace. <clears throat> Yeah, nothing wrong with her starting out as number three. Uh, that's Mason Gibbs. All right. And then Hansi. Hansi, our boy Hansi's on yeah, the line. Yeah. Hey, Hans. Yeah, and he says, I'd rather Hobbs feud with Joe uh, than M- Wardlow. Um, Wardlow is just not interesting to me at the moment. 
Um, and this is no, this is not a knock on on Wardlow. It's just I, I'm already. He already seems he doesn't seem special to me at the mm. moment. Whereas he's no Omas. Yeah. Whereas <clears throat> in the summer that he oh don't get me started. Poor old Omas. They're gonna have him fucking job to Strowman. <laughs> I, 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 I I was against the Omas push, but not but not. What did that girl from the Matrix say? Not like this. Uh, <laughs> not, not like this. Not like this. Uh, Omos deserves better than having a job. To Look, that's how good a Booker Triple H is, Andrew. <laughs> Triple H found a way to get Chris to sympathize with the Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you want to know that they know? I'm, I'm gonna go on and say this. I think Omos gonna be Strowman. And and and, and, and oh, no, the only the, 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 the only reason I say that is because the thing I told y'all three months, like I think a couple months ago. Triple H personally recruited Omos. I, look, I, I don't know how much weight that holds, but I think one thing that is very clear, if you were a part of Triple H's NXT, you hold a special place with that man, a.k.a. Right, like right. we just saw with That's Emma, his draft pick. That, that's his yeah. draft with, with Emma to Neil Dashwood. Yep, I, yep. I, I, think, I think that he valued her in a way that a lot of people didn't, and he holds right. her in a high regard, even though she lost that match. But, like, I think that he, he going to bring you – know, no, people like Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, they they hold yeah. a special place with him. And Omos got personally recruited by Triple H, mm. and like he wanted him in WWE, like sought him out. Yeah. So so that that makes me think that he he will choose Omos and try to experiment right. with Omos over getting a quick win for Strowman. That that's just but but uh, I, can, uh, I can definitely see uh, the other way. I around. hope and pray that. <laughs> Chris out here hoping and praying for Omos to win. Homo sapiens stand up. I'm just saying the shit that I used to see Strowman post online. You got to control that narrative, Chris. Strowman is not somebody that I think I would like as a person just based off of his social media stuff. Right, right. And I don't think Omos deserves that. Almost, he might get better. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shout out to Mark. Hey, hey, Nate, look at this corner turn that we didn't have in the past several months of this podcast. This is beautiful, man. Hey, Hey, real thank quick. thank so, you for joining the winning team, Chris. Look, look, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> round of applause, I, man. Round of, round of applause, man. <laughs> a, okay, a historic so episode of the Nubian Wrestling. I, I don't, don't want to be mistaken for a fan of Omos. Oh, he dog, he dog walking. Don't walk it. Don't walk it. Don't walk it. Omos, don't qualify, brother. But I think I think he deserves better. Then, then having a, then being fodder for for Braun Strowman, I don't think. But you good. know what, Andrew brought up a good point to what Chris was saying. Remember what happened with Peniel when she was there, when she was in NXT. Bubble Princess, it was light, it was fluffy, it was she was a great wrestler, but it still looked like a main box. They bring her up to the main roster. We want you to be Cheesecake Calendar. We want you to be like just hanging out. She got nervous. This is not me. And so they they sent her back down. They made her the gimmick that she's the embittered woman who failed on the main roster, which is the mm-hmm. first time they've done that. They right. since have repeated it, and they made it a little less awkward. But that character, she then took to the indies with the glove and the. Yeah. the it was just really, mm-hmm. really good job. Triple yeah. H, as petty as he was as a wrestler, keeps receipts just as strenuously as as, as Andrew just pointed out with right. the people he brought in, his kids. That he and so wrong. I think this was like. Yep. 
I'm bringing you back in. I'm going to make this right. right. You shouldn't have been my draft pick. They put you in the wrong offense. Right. Right. Exactly. And to me, and I I don't want to get into this woman's personal business, but I think I'm just trying to project and kind of maybe I'm projecting a little. You guys pull me back if I'm going too far. But she talked a lot about her skin issues. When she's been out oh, and about yeah. on social I remember, media, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember that. She, she had, and so she like had real... to take like oatmeal yeah. baths, and like sometimes yeah. her back is almost like my son has eczema, but it's not mm-hmm. as like it's as prevalent as it is with her. So yeah. like when yeah. she's when it's like flaring up, that's very embarrassing. It's a very personal thing. So if right. you want me in a bikini every other week and I got a flare up, I'm sure that's in the back of her head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now she has a boss that's going to respect her as a person. And that was the thing with Vince. Vince could come up with these great ideas irrespective of the person, which sounds like a good idea because it just sounds like, you know, I don't see color, stupid things like that. Yeah. But what you're doing <laughs> yeah. is you're creating roles for people based on right. what you see, not who they are. Yeah. Yes. And, the, and the wrestling business is very, thank you for getting that up, Rich. Rich fan. Rich fan. I'm friendly. With, I've been knowing Rich fan for a while at this point, but yeah, WWE is very big. Not just WWE. I don't want to single out Vince. The wrestling business is very infamous for that colorblind racism bullshit, where okay. they're where they don't like. Oh, I don't see color, so they just you know do stupid things mm. like we're, make, we're all equal. <laughs> yeah, like so. So you make Bianca Belair job in ten seconds at the Royal Rumble or SummerSlam. And and stuff like that, you know, they they do that all the time. Um, so I just just yeah, I, I don't like that shit. And hopefully we're past that. In in the words of Sister Brandy Rhodes, if you don't see color, you don't see me, Chris. Yeah, yeah. If you, hey, you, hey, you, hey. If you try to get at 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 Brandy, if you try to get a shot of Brandy, Cody. You better lose that. <laughs> you better lose that. I don't see color bullshit, man. That, that's, that's probably the greatest thing that ever happened to Cody Devontae. What we yes. didn't know was that was yes. the night Devontae was born. Yeah, it was. That was the yeah. origin story. Yeah. Like, if I got to get with this woman, I got under- <laughs> like I seen the stro- yeah. like he she was like the intern and undercover brother. Uh, yeah, he she, he, started, <laughs> he he started reading some Jane L- Elliott. He started yeah. reading some Michael Eric Dyson. He was like trying to Tanahasi Coates. <laughs> Tanahasi mm-hmm. Coates. Everybody, man. He's like, oh, go ahead, Nate. I'm sorry. Hold on one second, Rich Fan, because I feel I wasn't gonna do this, Andrew. No, Nate, Nate, no, 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 no. I feel do like it. we gotta no, do it, like, Andrew. Wait, 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 until we wait until we done. <laughs> uh, uh, you wanna save it for later? Wait, okay, let's save it for later. But you know what? This is a great transition. You're talking about Black excellence. Well, not Ooh, I ain't talking about Cody. Cody. I, I ain't talking about Cody. Cody but, but no, we, 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 talk, <laughs> we talk about we talk about black excellence. Hey, hey, Nate, Chris, and Rich Fan at the at the Black Panther premiere, man. We had Ooh. Sasha Banks, Naomi, yes. Xavier Woods, Kofi, that man, Big E, Big E, and, 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 and you know we had uh Jimmy Uso there too. He cool, Jimmy cool. <laughs> Jimmy cool, you know, ain't that wrong with you? Jimmy cool, but we, we talk, we talk about the talk about the black excellence, man. But yeah, uh, so, so sort of going, sort of uh, f- further going on that. Um, it, it was reported by the, uh, it was noted in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that, despite everything that we've heard over the past since since May, since Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of WWE, if it is who we believe, and it was noted in the Observer that Sasha Banks is still under contract to WWE, and it's uh, simply a matter of when. 
they'll bring her back. Uh, Rich, I wanted to kick it over to you. Like you, I think I think Rich was on the podcast when we talked about like the I think the month after they walked out, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we do, we do, we, we do have to get this super chat because when when you pay, <laughs> yeah, good, good, we we gotta good. put we, you uh, on the so black the, the, the word the words of brandy rose you you may be a black belt but i'm i'm a black <laughs> we ain't saying that come on, we ain't saying that come on man, <laughs> come on, man. Like, thank you for the super and, chat thank you for the super chat but, brother but we but we ain't saying that we ain't, they, we ain't and, and, <laughs> let me tell you something bro that they, 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 the internet ain't never gonna let Brandy lay that promo down the same no, way they ain't gonna yeah. let cody lay down that in that biracial promo i i, I, I bro, <laughs> Cody will never be forgiven for that promo, and he shouldn't. Yeah, that was that was dreadful, <laughs> Dread, dreadful promo. But but like but like going yeah. back to what I going back to Rich, uh, Rich, when you when you look at Sasha Banks and Naomi, do you think it would be more effective to bring them back as a tag team, or do you think that since you got them as hot as they will be when they if they come back when they come back, whatever you want to phrase it, do you think it might be better to split them two up? Since was pushed all the way, or do you think it might be the better choice to have to come back as a collective group and just, just sort of dominate the tag team division as they, you know, clear, clearly showing that there's a sisterhood there off screen? I think build off the sisterhood. Give them an opportunity to kind of keep that moving. One of the things I've loved so much about this mm. experience they've had outside of work is you've seen Sasha. The story became when I was first did this chat with you guys, Oh, Sasha just bullied her. You know, Naomi was just cool. She was going with the flow. But you know what we've seen, gentlemen, in the last few months? Not only has Naomi come into her own, but Mm -hmm. Sasha didn't leave her behind. Everything she do, Sasha do. Everything Sasha do, she do. And so they are are locked in. Like you in Fashion Week. If I eat, Mm. you eat. Hold on on, on real quick, Rick fan. I'm I'm, going to let you finish. But you know what that's called, brother? Mm. Unity. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's it right there. Yeah, if you know, know, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I and think, so I. Oh, go ahead, Chris. No, no you go ahead, uh, Rich. Oh, I just think the unity that they're showing, props to my man, brother Nate, is exciting to me because when they come back, you can show that you can continue it. If you you bring in the other elements, just like with the Usos, like the one thing I'm gonna say, Black Panther, it was a little a little a little less Usi than I thought it would be. But you know, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I, you know, yeah. when it comes time to bring him home, they, they they ain't bringing him home to the cookout. Like they they had the cookout, they ain't bring my man Sammy to the cookout. So I got right. issues with that. But I think they come back when they come back, and to the point that uh, is made in the Observer. Think back when Sasha had her hiatus last time. They ain't stop her contract. They ain't fire. Her. They let her go to Japan. They let her go find herself and then come back. Sasha built different. Sasha and Charlotte built different in terms of how they're treated by the company and again how they're treated by the man who remembers the four right. women that helped put him and his company on the map or yeah, sub company and, mm. and, I, and i did look at and, and uh we were kicking back against the wrestling media where they when they were saying well naomi is just following sasha leads sasha's lead and sasha is the the ring leader that's a bad influence on Naomi. And that Bro, was- hey, 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 Chris, 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 you want to know yeah. the crazy thing? Ariane Andrew was the one that said that, that, yeah. that, that made those claims that, that she was manipulating mm. Naomi. I'm like, bro, how you gonna say that? Like, come on, dude. Like, what? Like, be your own people bro? sometimes. Be, be your own people sometimes. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, what are you doing? yeah, what yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ariane, shout out to her. I was in summer school with her at uh, 
Look at that. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Flag on the play. Illegal procedure. You now you have to tell us the story of you going to summer school with Arian Andrews, man. Oh, nothing. She's just, she was, she's, I don't know if she ever graduated from Cal State Northridge. I had to go to Cal State Northridge for um, a semester. My, my home Cal State was Cal State Dominguez Hills. That's where I graduated from. Uh, uh, Arian went to uh, Cal State Northridge and I was in a class with her for um, a semester. Um, And she was cool. I mean, you know, that's, that's just the extent of it. But, um, yeah, I, and, easy, ladies and gentlemen, you don't get these stories anywhere else. But the end, okay. yeah, I, I don't. Um, I think I'm not. Arian saying that that's her homegirl, so I, I, I get it. I, I have a problem with the wrestling media saying that mm. because it's a, it's, it's one thing when your homegirl says that and she's trying to do whatever. Um, I didn't like the wrestling media saying that. Naomi is a is a grown ass woman. Um. If you ever watched her in interviews, like watch her on uh, the D.L. Hughley show um, when she was being interviewed by uh, D.L. Hughley and his crew. She's a smart woman. She, 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 no one's making decisions or pulling any strings for her. And, that's a, and that was kind of a racist narrative that um, I didn't like being uh, perpetuated uh, by a lot of people in the wrestling media. Um, and um, like Rich said, they're going to come back when um it's right for them to come back mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm looking forward to it and 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 um I, i'm i'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for the future of of both of those women and, well, and i think they, for me think andrew effective for them to come back yeah i was gonna ask you the same thing you think it'd be more yeah. effective if they came back as a as a duo or go straight for the singles uh-huh. push i i think you know like rich and chris said ta- keep that Keep that unity going, man, because yeah. A, like, yeah. the best stories in wrestling are stories that are built from a place of truth, right? Mm-hmm. And there is nothing truer to these two women than their friendship and their bond than what mm-hmm. they've gone through together, right? Right. And, like, so it, it always yeah. makes me smile, like, seeing them out at these events or seeing them, yeah. you know, uh, just being together because it would be so easy for somebody – in Sasha's position, particularly to be like, you know, I got to look out for me. Right. But yeah. she's and like, I'm looking out for we, you know, you got my back. I got yours and we're doing this together. You know, it is an actual yeah. sisterhood. You know, we're not just work friends. We are real friends. And so to me, that's the story. You bring them back together, particularly when your tag champs are damage control, which is led by Sasha's former best friend. Like the storyline writes itself. And so, yeah, there's, there'll be time eventually for them to, you know, split apart. But I feel like much like the New Day, like their relationship is something where you can have Big E off on his own, but it's it's still family. It's still love whenever they get together, whenever they link right. up. You know, it's it's much like Rich Fan, Chris. Like Rich yeah. Fan ain't here on the show every month. Rich Fan doing his own thing with the torch. You know, he's out here moonlighting yeah. with WH Park, talking about these comics and whatnot. Yeah, but when Rich shows up, man, the love is still there, and I think you can do the same thing with Sasha and Naomi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I real quick, so, so like with, with Naomi and Sasha, I'm like, so I'm I'm like really interested to see how they could bring them back. I I think it's more like I, I for real, I I expect like 
this is me personally. Like, I'm pretty sure like a lot of people would just be satisfied like if they showed up in the fucking Rumble or some shit like that, or they showed up on a random episode of SmackDown. It's especially with the way that they 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 brought back Bray Wyatt with like with these teases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it would be real cool if they did like a twist on that with Naomi and Sasha, but like make it make it the worst kept secret ever without actually saying it right. that they're coming right. back. Yeah. Like, I, I, and and build that anticipation. CM and, Punk. And not do like a CM Punk, and, and not do like an exact replica of what, of what was done in those two particular situations. Referring to CM Punk and Bray Wyatt, but like a, a spinoff of that, and, and make them feel like a big deal, make it an event, and, and then yes. and then that way, when you do that, you have two marquee names coming to add to a women's tag team division that is decent, but could definitely use two people like mm-hmm. Naomi mm-hmm. and Sasha Banks, and, and yeah. I, and I, I think there'll just be a nice sh- shot in the arm to that tag team division and a, and a, a big boost to the women's division overall. And I, I, I think just like, like especially uh, like what Rich just said and we had talked about a little earlier, Sasha Banks is one of quote unquote Triple H's NXT kids. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So uh, along with the Kevin Owens, Mm-hmm. The Baileys, uh-huh. the bro, like I'm a look, you know what I'm saying. So that I think that's gonna be an interesting dynamic that plays out. And I also think that there's I, you want you want to know what my hope is, bro, that Naomi gets a little bit more shine because I, I I do feel like people sort of put her to the wayside a little bit, just just a, yeah. just a little, not not all the way, but like, I do feel like she is kind of like yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm trying to make sure I say this right. It, it, it's always like, and I, and I hope y'all get what I'm saying. It's always like. Sasha Banks and Naomi, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, and, and, yeah, and, and, and y- 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 y'all get what I'm trying to say with that. And it's like, yeah, I, I like Sasha Banks is David Ruffin and, and Naomi is, yeah, is Otis. Yeah, exactly, bro. And it, yeah. I, I, I hope I hope that Naomi is able to get a little bit because I mean, if we being real, bro, like she had one of my favorite matches um earlier this year. I think it was in February against Charlotte Flair on SmackDown yeah. for the Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. But that was yeah. one of Naomi's best performances, and like she had the people with her, like. And yeah. people was ready to see her win the title. They was ready for a title switch, and like yeah. right after that on social media, everybody was like, "Oh, why the hell they ain't doing with them with Naomi?" Like, why people she, have been you know asking that like, for years? People have been asking that for years. That like yeah. you just said, Nate. So I'm, 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 we, bro. We all know what Sasha about. Like Sasha, like you, yeah. you, you there, there is no conversation that you can have when you talking about top five women's wrestlers in North America, and you not had Sasha Banks somewhere in that list. You, you, mm-hmm. you crazy, mm-hmm. you tripping. She, top three, you tripping. Like she, she's she's in there somewhere, however you want to rank her, and I, I'm I'm just very interested to see, um, you know, also what, what they can do, what they can do as a collective, but also with their individual singles pushes look like because they both can bring that sort of level of attention to a division and carry it over in the ring as well. So I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm just very interested in that dynamic. So I'm excited about them coming back. But uh, I know we about to wrap it up, Nate. But I got one more story that I wanted to sort of just get everybody take real quick. We could just you know go over it real quick. We ain't got to spend too much time on it because we sort of touched on it. But this Carl Anderson, uh, New Japan story. Um, they did Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. They returned to WWE. Uh, they realigned with AJ Styles. Um, Carl Anderson was that he still is the never open weight champion. Um, New Japan had booked them for November fifth for the Battle Autumn Show against Hikaleo. WWE turned around, booked Anderson for November fifth in Saudi Arabia. Of the team with, with AJ Styles and Dog Gallows, and now they're doing this whole thing on social media where you know you got the NJPW president 
he's saying he's angry, telling Tokyo Sports he's upset. Um, you got Carl Anderson putting out videos saying that he's not defending the title. Um, you know, he's going to defend it on his own time. You got New Japan issuing his statements talking about if Anderson doesn't defend the title, he's going to get stripped. This whole thing going on, but it's also got reported by uh, – I believe I fight for select that this, that new Japan has been aware of Anderson and Gallo is going back to uh, WWE since August. So this is not some type of a shoot thing. Like they wanted to go to you, man. Like, are, are, are you, are, are you, what, what is the end game that you see for this? And are you have the weight team mindset of why are we doing all this for Carl Anderson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that, that, that's what I was going to say. I, I shout out <laughs> Carl Anderson. I really don't care about this. this. This is my number one rule when it comes to the wrestling business. People are allowed to change their mind. <laughs> and they always do. Just just accept it and then just kind of move on from this. This is a this is a fucking non-story as far as I'm concerned. I don't care <laughs> at all. Uh, but we but it is new, so we are addressing it. And but I I don't care. Carl Anderson can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. <laughs> it's me. Really? Oh well, I guess I would say I'm 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 in a similar boat, but I would say this. I think it's especially with the fightful report. I think this is just them doing what New Japan is trying to make the best of a weird situation. Yeah. If they're going to, they're either going to strip him because think about what happened with Juice Robinson. They knew he was hurt. They advertised him. They stripped him. He still had the title, but they had to make a new champion. And then they got weird and they made it a story over the course of the, the three months after. If Anderson has already gotten a green light, and I wrote this in an article months ago for the torch about easy wins for Triple H. One of the easiest wins was. This year's uh, New Japan uh, show is Wrestle Kingdom's going to be on a Wednesday. So a lot of the wrestlers from AEW can't really leave for it because Dynamite still needs to make that money for Tony. If WWE tries to be the magnanimous, hey, we're going to let you use Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you mm-hmm. use uh, Big LG. Yeah. They look like, you know, again, it's, I, I like it. Or AJ over there. You never know. Right. Never yeah, that's what I said. Like, send them all. Just send as many because they don't. They got 200, 300 wrestlers. Send all the New Japan X's over, and then you get to be Michael Jackson at the end of Thriller, putting your arm around New Japan while AEW's hard <laughs> staring at you and your eyes are glowing. Like, that's it. And that's, that's a win because yeah. Triple H looks like, oh, and then you do that, and then you bring in CM Punk, and you let CM Punk wrestle Tanahashi. Yeah. You're welcome, Hunter. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, for, for me, Andrew, uh-huh. it's, it's 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 that old Deion Sanders, man. Must be the money, right? Uh-huh. Like, ain't no way Carl Anderson is yeah. turning away that WWE Saudi money. Come on, man. <laughs> Not for New Japan. Come on, man. <laughs> who, who, who we playing with, Andrew Thompson? And so, hey, hey. to Rich's point, I, I do think they're trying to make the best out of this situation. Uh, but also, to Chris's point, Ain't nobody give a damn about Carl Anderson. Like, like not yeah. personally. Like, I don't know yeah. the dude. I'm sure he's a fine dude. But as a wrestling observer, uh, as a wrestling fan, uh, I'm I'm not here for Carl Anderson. It's, yeah, it's one of I, I got better things to do. I got I only got so many hours in the day, Andrew. I can't devote too many of them to Carl Anderson. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I think we all like Carl Anderson. I think yeah. he's, I think he's, he's a, nice a good guy. wrestler. I'll go as far as say I'm a fan of Carl Anderson, but 
What his decision making doesn't make or break any company. Bro, hey, this ain't LeBron hey, choosing hey, to go that, to Miami. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, bro! Exactly. That, that man, that man, that man, Carl Anderson, to dip the New Japan twice. I know they tired of his shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he done, he, done, he done rolled out on them twice, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let hey, hey, but not, hey, hey, but also, like, real quick before we wrap it up, like, I also think this is a lesson for New Japan. Mm-hmm. If one of these wrestlers has a Tesla title. Make sure they're under contract. Stop letting people run mm. around with your championships yeah. and they're not signed. Talk to them. Stop doing yeah. that. Stop Talk doing that. But y'all, y'all, are, y'all are too big of a company to be doing this. Sign yeah. people. Well, you, you get one thing. You want this championship, go ahead and sign this contract. It ain't got to be for that long. You can give them a yeah. six-month deal, seven-month right. deal. But you're not about yeah. to be running around with our championship. And you're not under contract, and the only thing we got to agree right. on is a handshake, and then you could just dip out whenever you want to. Yeah, you know what I'm show, show up on Raw, throw and, my and, championship and, and, in the and, trash, and, and then get mad at it. That's my thing. It's like yeah. you know, you don't have this guy under contract, and then you get mad when he yeah. does what he does. <laughs> he, he a free agent. Yeah, this is but this is now. I, yeah. I would push back gently on this because this Talk ain't some him. regular dude. This is a uh, non-Japanese uh, dojo developed guy that they figure mm. is like this is one of our guys like no matter what he's done that, when he ain't point. had nowhere to stay he's he was yeah. sleeping in the dojo that's we hooked point. him up when nobody did we gave you pushes that nobody would it'd be the same thing if jay white's contract ran out and they were like we're gonna trust you to be the champion through this because we done you right you do us right it's all good <laughs> yeah. but not everybody know. Like, listen, I, I don't mean to. This is the second time in two weeks I've done this man personal <laughs> business on a podcast. But when his wife got to have his Twitter on low jack, maybe you want to oh, have a contract yeah. slot. <laughs> Damn. Hey, hey, but brother Nate, that, that's all the news we got for this. And on that note, podcast, <laughs> uh, yes, but we we want to thank everybody for watching this week, tuning in, man. Whether you are watching live with us here Saturday night. Uh, or listening in the future in podcast form. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, before we get out of here, want to make sure that everybody is aware of the big event that both Chris and nephew Andrew will be uh, appearing at, uh, the post-wrestling fifth anniversary spectacular hosted by John, Way, Braden, and Davey, the four pillars of post, if you will, uh, in, in Jersey. Uh, but uh uh, before we get out of here, want to go around the horn and, and let everybody, you know, uh, get their plugs out. Uh, Chris, Andrew, uh, uh, well, we'll start with the nephew. We'll start with the youngster charge. Andrew Thompson, let the people know what you got going on in the site. And uh, are you excited uh, for this uh, this congregation of the post wrestling universe? There you go. Am I back? Yes, you're back. Am I back? Yeah. Am I back? I'm here. Uh-huh. There we go. There we go. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody, man. It's going to be a good time. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be cool seeing uh, all the all the post wrestling folks over in uh, over in New Jersey, and you know definitely checking out Full Gear as well. That's gonna be. It. I, you know, I, my, my, I was hoping to catch a New York Giants game, but I'm leaving on Sunday. I'm I'm very hurt about this. I I, I was definitely looking forward to going to see a Giants game, but it's it's gonna be a good time. Um, yeah, you can check me out on Twitter, at ad thompson underscore underscore uh, YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson interview. I just put out an interview with Kyla King, who's gonna be challenging for the NWA World Women's Title at Hard Times, and she just wrestled. Mayu Watani for the SWA World Title at NJPW Rumble on 44th Street. So go check that out. She had a, my personally, no, no, no bias aside, but that, no bias included. But that was probably one of my favorite matches on that that NJPW Rumble on 44th Street card, uh, other than uh, Rossa versus Gresham, which was good too. 
Um, so yeah, go go check that interview out with Kyle King, and you can check out all my written work over at uh, postwrestling.com. Good stuff from one of the hardest working brothers in the business, the youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. Uh, Mimosa Chris or Moderna Chris or or the professor, where can the people uh, find you on, on these uh, internet streets? Uh, thank you to your, your, your boy Elon Musk for opening things up. But uh, where, can they find you on, where can they find you on Twitter and uh, where can they yeah. send you muffins if they appreciate the work? That you <laughs> uh, well, um, you can find me. Um, you can read me in um, – on uh, wrestlenomics.com. Um, I, ha- I wrote an article for this month. It's not, a, um, I wrote more of a fun article this month, but it hasn't been posted yet. It might not even be posted till November the 1st, but just look for it. Um, I heard a rumor that um, Rich Fan may Uh-oh. or may not be um, uh. present at post, at post day. Oh, exclusive. Can you confirm or deny this, Rich? Oh my, this is I'm on the spot now. I'm I'm all uh <laughs> I, I guess sources close to the situation can confirm pending playoff football that I will in <laughs> fact be there in New Jersey for the fifth anniversary. Oh, and nice. also to uh figure out if I can get WH Park to a Waffle House within a 70 mile radius in New Jersey. Nice. Hey, shit, I'll go to the Waffle House with y'all, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, post day. I will be there. I'll be there from uh, Thursday to Sunday. Um, and um, just looking forward to seeing everybody. This is my first cross country trip since um, the, my brain surgery. So I'm still kind of. Mm-hmm getting my balance back. My girlfriend is going to be um, kind of assisting me there. Um, and I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I've already, I've met uh, John and way a couple times. So, you know, I've, I've seen them in person a few different times. Um, never seen Andrew in person. So never seen Rich in person. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing WH looking forward to seeing the up next guys, uh, our man, Neil, Um, whoever's uh, going to be there. Um, And, oh, I blanked on John Bano's name a couple days ago. Or or not John, um, Bano's name. Um, Not Sino, uh, Bano. I blanked on him the other day. He's the one I gave my... um, all my AEW tickets to him and Stephanie Chase. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just make sure I um, shouted them out. Um, I'm on Twitter for now. Um, I've been seeing a, a lot of toxicity on Twitter um, since Elon Musk took ownership of it. A lot of just people just posting horrible, horrible stuff. People I've had to block. So for the time being, you can search me. KM Easy does it. Um, if if I erase my Twitter, which I'm I'm thinking about doing, um, I, I got like 2,500 followers on there. I probably know about a hundred of them. (laughs) The rest of them are either bots or post wrestling fans. I don't know. Um, But um, yeah, I just can't stay in, in, in a, in a toxic environment. And I, I I don't give much of a fuck about Twitter anyway. Um, Hey, 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 Elon Musk, you you can't, you can't run me off Twitter. It ain't happening. Yeah. He can't run. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Don't, let, don't let that man run you off Twitter, bro. Yeah, no, so, so there's been a big debate at my job stead about um, Twitter usage from people at the school and stuff. And some people, um, I've already gone through 
um, a situation where me and uh, Nate were doing uh, Kings of Sport, <laughs> uh, and I don't want, but um, it was it was um, somebody was, um, and I'm not you know calling anybody out, but anytime there's voter disinformation as a political science professor, if someone from my job sees me not check somebody hard for that. Um, I can get in a lot of trouble for that because I'm supposed to be a, a purveyor of truth. Um, so um, that's probably that's the, the the thing about Twitter and so and there's so many lies from a lot of people and I can't like I can't police everybody and check everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's not like then that's not even a responsibility that I want. Um, I want go, go um, ahead, Chris. Get, go get you a badge like Herschel Walker and, and police these. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This like when me and Nate do our shows. If I'm ever a guest on Rich's show or whatever, um, or when um when when Andrew when we're on this show, I do not mind um like letting people know um what I'm learned in, you know, know know what I think about things. But um outside of that, you know, on Twitter it's just a hard thing to do when people when 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 bullshit's being thrown at you um left and right. Mm-hmm. So um that's one of the reasons. So if I get off of Twitter, it's not necessarily because I'm being ran off of Twitter. It's just because um as an educator, there's a there's a level of responsibility that I have when I um, get into those spaces, you know, um, and I just and and I just like <clears throat> like we, we we did the show with uh, Nate. Um, the person that was saying that stuff is a friend of ours, you know, and I'm I'm not yeah. like I don't want to be like I'm not a person, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like having these kind of battles in front of everybody, you know, if we talk on the phone, um, you know, cause I'm not here to embarrass anybody or anything like that, you know, but it's, it's just, a, it's just a weird space to be in. Um, if you're me at the moment and my job, Chris, Chris, Chris ain't trying to be a locker room cancer, y'all. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my thing. You know, I'm not trying to be um, somebody now when you come on, uh, this show, you're not a friend of personal friend of <laughs> of mine. I got no problem, you know, telling you what what's what. You so know. you're saying I shouldn't have booked Jericho for November? My bad, dog. Uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> Get out the vote with Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Remember to vote yes. on November the eighth. November is what we're calling it. The polls are saying the Democrats are going to lose the House. I do not believe the polls. Um, and this is, um, and usually I do go with the polls. I don't believe the polls. I think uh, I think when uh, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, I think they sealed their doom. And I do think the American public is going to kick back at that. So, um, and hopefully we get things on a, on a, on a um, right path. And if you don't, like me saying that then you know that's your problem because this is this is our platform you know what i'm saying this is for us and and this is this is what i do so that's the professor y'all chris ely every month 
here on the NWA podcast. Somebody who is not here every month, at least not physically or in person, but he's always here in spirit. That good man, Rich <clears throat> Fan. Rich, Rich tell the people what you got going on at the Torch, how they can find you on social media and anything else you want to plug, brother. Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at Rich underscore fan, F-A-N-N. Uh, in terms of stuff at the Torch, this month, uh, this coming Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday, whenever Wade put it out, you'll hear or read my latest uh, article over there talking about the power dynamics going on and how Tony kind of needs to check them and learn lessons mm-hmm. from uh, his fellow colleague at Warner Brothers, The Rock, who uh, seemed to pull a lot of power plays in the last few weeks with Warner right. and DC. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Tony might want to kind of keep that in mind when he wants to get somebody that can be a real uh, uh, conciliary instead of that guy who may or may not like uh, the one six mafia. Uh, right. So <laughs> take, take a read of that when it comes out. Additionally, I have uh, the deep dive and the East coast cast uh, deep dive with Will cooling yes. now uh, on the VIP side of things, East coast cast with Travis Bryant uh, melanated for your pleasure. And so that's <laughs> been doing that seven years with myself and big Trav. And yeah. finally, uh, on the VIP side, I do everything with Rich and Wade, where myself and editor publisher Wade Keller talk about topics of the day. And uh, yeah, so that's about it for me. Thank you all. And as always, in two weeks, I'll be bringing myself back uh, to the Post family to cover yes. Wakanda forever with myself. And I think it's Nate and Way and WH. And WH might have his uh, continued agenda to hashtag recast T'Challa. Right. Mm. Right. Re- re- real quick, did you guys um and I agree with WH on that by the way. Uh but did you have have any of you seen Black Adam yet? Because I actually yes. like this DC more than the um cre- critics did. I thought it was um yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's what that's what the rock do, baby. Yeah, I, I, listen. I, yeah. Chris, I did not I, I did not anticipate going into that movie. Yeah, a movie that it took five, seven years for him to make, <laughs> where it is comprised of a black male lead as an antihero, another black male lead in Aldous Hodge, who I love and leverage yes. as another lead uh, as it as about uh, a Mena actress mm. in Sarah Shahi, and a black and brown cast up and down. Yes, yeah, and it's about an enslaved man learning. To use powers that might not necessarily have been his begin, like talk to yeah. him. And shout out to like, Aldous Hodge and shout out to Edwin Hodge. When I used to be an actor in a former life, I used to see Edwin Hodge at um, auditions all the time. Um, both him and Aldous are very talented dudes, and like like Rich just said, um, I I went because I was I read I try to avoid reviews especially when I watch these comic book movies, because, you know, I don't want, I want to go in there with a fresh mind. Uh, but I saw all these negative reviews of uh, Black mm-hmm. Adam. And then when I go to the movie and actually see it, I was like, this is good. And, I, yeah. and I, I've said on Twitter, like Black Adam kind of reminds me of one of those movies like, um, like uh, Aladdin or Venom where, like the critics hate it, but mm-hmm. like audiences seem to like it better, you know. Yeah. Um, but but I was I was cool with that. So shout out to the to the Rock and shout out to Aldis Hodge, um, and just uh, yeah, man, good 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 shit. And um, I'm looking forward to listening to um, Rich and WH and Nate um, review Wakanda forever. 
recast T'Challa, I'm 100% in favor of that. I, I think that, you know, when an actor dies, that's one thing. I do think it's, you know, I think the legacy needs to carry on. That's yeah. my opinion. Um, so... Yeah. Tell, De- I, tell, tell WH he's got at least one uh, supporter. Yeah, and I, and look, to, for me, it's, it's, you know, real quick, because we got to get up out of here, because I have to be at work at 8 in the morning. But, uh, like, I'm I'm totally down for recast T'Challa, just not in the second movie. That's my whole thing with it. I think mm-hmm. you need to give the audience a, a moment to grieve collectively. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we all grieved when Chadwick passed, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. I think from a character standpoint the relationship that you have with t'challa in the movie i think there does need to be a bit of a celebration of life until we get the new t'challa but we saving that i'm giving y'all all all this free mcu later opinions right now we y'all gotta y'all gotta wait for that uh when we do that mega review with rich wh and and the man called ting but before we get out of here, I got to let y'all know where you can find me of course in the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k at nate mosaic on twitter uh, check out the Kings of Sport. Chris mentioned it. Kings of Sport podcast been been going strong since 2013. Uh, we passed 300 episodes in this past year, and we got a Patreon out there, patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Uh, five bucks gets you in the door. Uh, we would appreciate uh, the support, show the love, uh, you know, because it's, it's making this content while working 45 to 50 hours a week, plus all the other stuff that Chris and I do, man. It's it's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes we out here feeling yeah. like CM Punk eating these muffins. Like we can't do it no more, right, kids. Yeah. And they're making me. And they're making me go back to the physical building to teach this semester, man. Damn, the next semester struggle too. is real. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, if you want to check out what we're doing with the Kings of Sports, it's over two hundred hours of audio and video talking sports, politics, pop culture, pro wrestling, MCU stuff. Uh, check out the Patreon. Uh, a lot of your favorite people that you hear here on post are over at the Patreon. Uh, and you know, like I said, Rocky Maivia picture show might be back before the end of the year, kids, because, uh, they talked about that man, black Adam and, and, and we've got thoughts about it. So, uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that. Uh, but until then, uh, shout out to everybody for watching tonight and for listening in the future. Shout out to Pollock and Ting for, uh, giving us the platform, man. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And of course there is one person, rich fan that we need to thank more than anybody else. One person. Who is even more important oh, than John Pollock and Wei Ting? Oh, yeah. Play the- Talk we got, to him. We got to give it up for Devontae. I need, I need this in my life. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Uh, Martin had a dream. Martin had a dream. Devontae have a dream. Revolution won't be televised, but if a darn sure we'll have Cody, Devontae, Luther Kang coming soon to Quantum Verse. Amen. Cody Rose walked so that Phil Brooks might fly someday, Andrew. And 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 I'm going to shout out to Cody, too, because when he was set, after he cut that silly ass promo that everybody hated, (laughs) he didn't try to defend it or double down on it or anything. He did. Yeah, exactly, he, exactly, he, he, exactly. He, he said it was bad. He said it was bad. He said it was bad. <laughs> he, he not only did he say it was bad, he pointed out the reasons right why it was bad. 
Yeah. So Cody is always going to be invited to my cookout, man. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 hey, that's, hey, 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 real quick, real quick before we dip out. If, if we talk about people getting booked under Triple H, Cody is going to be the one to watch. Mm. That is going to be the yes. most interesting yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, look, look, Rich, Rich had said it earlier. Hey, hey Nate, bring, bring me back so we, we get everybody's reaction. Bring me back. Triple H, Patty. He petty though. That's <laughs> a, yeah. a petty dude, right? I'm, I'm t- yeah. Look, you could be uh, Mr. Forgiven. You could be Mr. Hey, let's bring the game back. That man smashed the throne. He done said <laughs> yeah. all. Hey, hey, bro, Triple H, petty. So like, it, you want, yeah. but you want to know what though? I think that he will push Cody at a high level, yeah. just to. I don't want to say fight, but like just the petty like, levels. Hey, yeah, the, the, the exactly. You, you get what I'm saying, Rich. The, the petty levels. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's going to push Cody to be like, yeah, it ain't nothing there. You know what I'm saying? That's Cody cool. Right. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you something, Cody. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right now. That man sealing under Triple H, U.S. title. Tell me. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. He he Damn. ain't getting that. He ain't getting that world championship. Well, I mean, he he might. He might. He might I, but, get it and then have uh, my man come in and cash in within seconds. Exactly. So he can say he had it, but he ain't having it. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's how they. That's how they do us. That's how they do us. It's about and us. on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, again, we want to thank Rich Fan for joining us. Oh, Rich, you God. always have an open invite here on the NWA podcast, my brother. Rich Fan. Yeah. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. This was fun. Always yes. fun. Uh, again, thanks air, everybody brothers. for watching, listening. Shout out to the nephew, Andrew Thompson. Shout out to Chris from L.A. Uh, and, 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 yeah, shout out shout out to everybody, man, except for Herschel Walker. Um, <laughs> and remember, the revolution may not be televised, y'all, but a damn show will be podcasted. Have a safe and happy Halloween. We'll see y'all next month. Yo. Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off kilter, the professor, the godfather, host wrestle in the NWA, not oh keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest is pop excellence, get the message. Advocates for Nubian wrestling, you're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in Nubian kings and queens. We in. It's for the culture and we reppin' it. It's for the culture and we reppin' it.